Yeah! That's how I like to open up my show. Really? Dude, you're fucking, these Instagram things that you're doing, these Hong Dynasty things. <laughs> what are you doing? That shit is hilarious. You and Bobby Lee and these 15 second clips. I'm, I'm hooked. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm laughing my dick off. Um, I don't, I mean, first of all, people always like to, like, it's publicly known that I'm wealthy because of the New York Times and all the shit that came out. The Facebook stuff. Yeah. So people always like, whenever I do anything to preface it with, well, if I was rich or right. if I had your fuck you money or if, you know, and I go, this shit, most of everything I do costs little or nothing. Like the Hong Dynasty is, okay, so Instagram comes out and what Vine is like seven seconds, right? Yep. I don't have Vine, but Vine is seven seconds. Instagram's 15 seconds. We're old guys. When I go hang out with my nephews and stuff, and they're like teenagers, like they won't even watch a one-minute YouTube clip. It's like, true. Right? If it doesn't get their attention, they're like, or they'll just they'll watch it with the the bar, just fast forward, fast forward, you know. So I said, let's just fuck around. We filmed this thing on our iPhone, and uh, it's just you know Bob Bobby Lee's actually an actor. Or you know what? Before we get started, let me, <laughs> let me just say I was on Joe's show last time, and it ended with me saying. It was a dumb idea, but I was like, I'm, I'm extremely unhealthy. I'm out of shape. I have like mercury poisoning, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all that shit. I just got diabetes. And I said, I'm going to- What? Gonna, you have uh, diabetes? Whatever. I mean, everyone's, everyone's going to have it soon. But uh, <laughs> uh, I said, I'm going to, what, what did I say? I was going to spend a year to get trained and I'm, I want to have like a UFC fight or some shit like that. And you, you're explaining to me how dumb it was. Yes. Bobby Lee's brother, Steve Lee, who's 40 years old, who's one of those guys, he's- He's like a thousand times funnier than Bobby without trying. Like Bobby's like a professional comedian. Steve's just, he's just a funny, crazy guy. He's one of the, he's a, got a sort of an Al Bundy thing where he's 40 and he talks about how he could have been state champ if just, <laughs> if he just did this one arm bar or something. Right. He, um, and he works at, or he used to work at this place, Fat Sal's in Hollywood, uh, part-time as a sandwich guy. And I hired him to be on my show full-time. And, and he started slacking. It was what I thought would happen. And I said, all right, you and me are going to go into this room and we're going to wrestle. And you're basically wrestling for your job. You're, <laughs> you're, you're doing wrestling and I'm doing judo. And I outweigh him by 60 pounds. He's like a little, like tiny Asian guy. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I used to do judo. And um, my friend was like, dude, don't underestimate him because, you know, he, he was almost state champ. I'm like, that was like over 20 years ago. He's like, but yeah, those little wrestling guys, you know, um, you can't fuck with them. And, right. then, and then his brother was the referee. So Bobby says, Dave, my brother, you know, he's like very relaxed and lazy about things until you challenge his pussy or money. <laughs> so Steve, you know, Steve's on the Hong Dynasty. He's like a fuck, you know, he's a crazy guy. He's always good natured. He's always funny. When I told him, like, if you don't win this, I'm, you're going back to Fat Sal's. And the job he has for me right now is like, they're like, what do you need? To hire Steve Lee for what does he do? I'm like, I literally send him all over the world to fuck as many whores as possible. Like that's, that's his, his job. That's his job right now. Having sex with prostitutes? Yeah, I send him. I send him like him, <laughs> basically him and uh, this guy Bill Poon. He's 53 years old. I sent them to Macau. They're the Macau brothers now. And Bill, Bill on a, his normal job when he's not on my show is he drives hookers around. He's the number one whore transporter in Los Angeles. Um, I think he put. 290,000 miles on his uh, Prius <laughs> and I said do the math and he has delivered 
six thousand hookers to their Johns. Wow. And I go, that makes you the number one whore transporter. Maybe there's a guy out there that's just fucking doing meth and staying up all night <laughs> and just trying to break that record. Well he has he has a, he has his arch enemy and everything. It's it's like a <laughs> he whole has an arch enemy? Yeah, he has there's a, another guy. Yeah, there's another guy. Um but he's like he's like uh what's that movie? The transporter yeah, the, he's Oh like, the Jason yeah, Statham guy? <laughs> like he never tries to fuck the hookers. He's oh, super, he's super ser yeah. He's serious yeah. about it. He's got like um, baby wipes and condoms. He like he's like he takes the job seriously. Right. He's not does any creepy shit. So him, <laughs> him and Steve, I go. Hey, you guys. You know everyone hears stories about like the se underground uh, sex world in in Macau and this. Why don't you go and investigate? And by investigate, I mean fuck all of them. And <laughs> so I send them to Macau. We record the whole thing. That's that's going to be called the Macau Brothers, and we're going to put that up on DVD ASA. Whatever, but uh, so go back to this wrestling match. Okay, so <laughs> so you guys, is it a so, so, submission thing? Are you? Is yeah, it whoever. Pins? Well, that's why I'm not a wrestler. I'm right, a judo, judo guy, guy. So so Bobby's like Bobby used to wrestle too. So he's like, I'll be the referee, and yeah, whoever whoever gets the first person down, submit whatever they win, you know. But what is whatever? Like, is it to tap out? Because if you get a jujitsu guy down, it doesn't mean jack shit. Right. That's when the game starts. Right, right. But a right. judo guy is all about. What, what do you call Ipon when right. you, you slam a guy? Yeah, it it was just uh, I guess whoever gets someone in a hold that they can't get out of or something. Okay, Cause, cause undefined, undefined victories. Yeah, because there just no punching or kicking. Okay, it wasn't okay. It just wasn't, grappling. Yeah, and so yeah, him working for me is not like sweeping the floor or whatever. Him working for me is getting to fuck really hot chicks. It's a all, great gig. Yeah, so essentially, his face changes. Because I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, ah, I'm probably still giving him his job even if, right. you know, and I go, I'm just, all I'm going to do is let him fuck, her. he's like, he's like, you know, half my size. Like I'm Bobby like, size. Yeah, Smaller. but like way skinnier, right. and I go, I'll just let him fuck around, and then I'll just flatten him, and I'll just, it'll be, it'll look funny, you know? Right. In less than a minute, he took me out. He, I go, if you don't win right now, you fucker, you're losing your job. His fit, he goes red zone, his face. And I go, oh, fuck, dude, this guy's serious. <laughs> and then he comes at me, and he's small, but then he just, like, grabs my arm or something, gets me down, and I'm like, oh, whatever. And then I can't get out of it. And then he just puts all of his might into this hold, and I'm just sitting there, and I can't get out of it. And I'm like, you know, um, also Kira, she's just like, I've never seen you look more like a pussy in your life. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was sitting there thinking, fuck, dude, I remember I told Joe that I was going to do this shit. Like, I was like, people have that glamorous idea that they're going to go and have an <laughs> MMA fight. And I, I would never discourage anybody from being an MMA fighter. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you live and you die. If you want to be a bull rider, if you want to ride motocross, if you want to drive Formula One race cars, all those things are dangerous. All those things are awesome. You know, live your life, man. I, I, I fought. I, I did it. I mean, it's not... I mean, I, I fought in Taekwondo and I kickboxed. It's fucking stupid. It's dangerous. I did it for free. There was no money involved in it. I, right. I had no insurance. I had no health insurance. So right. I, I would never tell someone, don't do anything dangerous. But you can't... I don't think you should dabble in right. that. That's something like... There's dudes that are doing it that I know that are like trying to make it in the UFC or have made it into the UFC that that's their fucking whole life, man. Right. They get up in the morning, they're doing their strength and conditioning, they're running, they're drinking wheatgrass juice and they're fucking taking all their amino acids. And they You're got, right, Joe. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to dabble. I'm gonna, they made UFC their life. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a serious commitment to my diabetes. I'm going to make that my life. I'm going to eat donuts. I'm going to fucking, do you uh, really have diabetes? I, I just, I was pre-diabetic for like the last four years. And I like just cross over the line. Yeah, I just crossed over, and he's like, "Dude, with with lots of 
a complete nutritional diet change and lots of exercise. He's like, you can go back to not having diabetes, but uh, whatever. You would rather not? You'd rather just take insulin and just eat donuts? <laughs> I know, it's horrible. That's so bad. Everyone's Well, they say uh, 50% of everyone that's being born in America today will have diabetes. Why don't you do this? Since we're on the show, okay. you and I are talking and we're All friends. Right. Why don't you hire someone? See, you got boatloads of cash. Hire someone to concoct a diet for you, to, to feed you. Right. Hire someone that's a nutritionist that is going <laughs> to concoct like really healthy meals all day long, really low sugar, and you'll cure that shit within a few months. I mean, you just met him right now, first of all. Critter? <laughs> yeah. Critter's going to do it? Well, this is, this is what happens. When I made my money, I, I, naturally, I just don't trust people. So I made the rookie. Naturally, before or after? Just always. I just don't trust people. Right. So I just made the rookie mistake. You've heard the expression before, don't hire your friends and family. Yes. And I hired only my friends and family. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know, hey, I don't know how to work a camera. I don't care. You're my cousin. You have to, you know. <clears throat> right. I just wanted everyone around me to be someone I trusted. Right. And uh, it just, you don't get the level of work that you know like i work every night till seven eight in the morning still i don't have to but i do you know and you know without even because the, there's always in the back of their mind they're like dave's not gonna fire me right like he's my cousin or he's my best friend like he's right and then i was just sitting there going how come i do have all this money and i hired all these guys and i'm overpaying the shit out of them and like i'm still at the office by myself you know so i fired everyone i only hired people that are not my friends and white, and <laughs> uh, I said, no more Asians. I'm only hiring white people. Oh, and, man, that's crazy racist. <laughs> uh, yeah, very racist. But Asians are very hard workers, as long as they're not your family. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I just wanted to... It's first of all, yeah, it's very racist, and I was like, I just, but it's okay because I, I want I want to try something different. I already, oh, okay. I already rode the yellow train. I'm gonna get on the white <laughs> train, you know. And uh, so uh, I hired I hired people that aren't I'm not friends. I'm friendly with, but right. they're not my homies. And then and then they they were hired for specifically what their job was. Like if you're a trainer, then that's what I you know. I'm not like, hey, I know you're not a trainer, but just do it. Right. And uh, I found out in the, with this next phase of the experiment that. I immediately like befriended all of them. Like now they're all my best friends again. <sighs> and, and even if I like critter, you know, I said, listen, I have diabetes. I, you know, and he's also my bodyguard, which everyone thinks is a joke, which is, which it is most of the time, but you know, weird shit happens once in a while. And I said, look, I, I love eating. I'm a friends with lots of chefs. Uh, you know, I go to a lot of restaurants, you know, I love, I have a, a piece of me that's like, you remember just having no money and going to a restaurant, mm -hmm. a nice restaurant for the first time, and just like having that snooty, you know, looking at sushi menu and going like, what's what's MP? Right. Like I didn't know because right, I'd never right, been there, right. and they're like, that's market price, sir. And I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed? Right. You know? like, okay, so this uh, toro, what is that? And they're like, it's the fattest part of the tuna, and it's sixty dollars a piece. You mean for the two pieces? No, 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 for one piece. And I'm like. $120 for two tiny fucking pieces of fish. But, you know, I didn't have any money. I'm like, that, I'm not going to get that. And they're like, yeah, if you have to ask, then you can't afford it. And so now I have the money and I go in there. Yeah, motherfucker, give me 100 toro. What? I'm like, give me the whole fucking fish. And then it's like, oh, tuna has the most amount of mercury. And, you know, the doctor checks my blood and he's like, you have so much mercury in your fucking blood, you know. Is that, re that really happened to you? Yeah. Like, like you my, were eating that much sushi that you I were was getting eating, mercury poisoning? Well, I thought, I thought it was healthy 
you know the right. the oceans are polluted the shit they're, so polluted they're full full of like radioactive waste and all this <laughs> shit and i'm like yeah i'm not eating uh hamburgers anymore and every meal costs 500 i'm rich motherfucker and and it's like moderation for everything right you can't eat fish every day you I, know i was starting to get um uh, what was it god damn it i forget the poisoning that i was getting from uh sardines what yeah sardines have tons of Arsenic. Yeah, I was getting yeah. arsenic. Sardines have tons of that shit. In it was it. a small amount. It's a heavy metal. You know, yeah. they, they, they're eating at the bottom of the ocean. It's just fucking garbage down there. And once that shit gets in your blood, it takes forever to get out. You know, it didn't take long. <clears throat> I, really? I, yeah, I got rid of the arsenic uh, in a short amount of time. Just, I, I just stopped eating sardines. Oh, I was eating them every day. Wow. I'm yeah. White, white trash. <laughs> I like sardines. I yeah. just love sardines. Well, I get, I don't know about the arsenic, but the, they said, well, I just, because my hair started falling out and I couldn't. You know, I'm like, I'm still relatively young, but so I just... So the mercury was making your hair fall off? Well, it said, for mercury poisoning, it's like memory loss. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like I, I'm like, I have the same memory as my like 70 year old father who's like, <laughs> well, you know, I'm like, people will do the, hey Dave, you just told that story. And I'm Whoa. like, I'm like, really? And I'm like, fuck. And it's like, I know that, like, it's like when you know something, but you're feeling really dumb. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why, right. where's, what's this block? And they're like, dude, your blood is like just full of it so wow so i told critter i said listen i need the kind of trainer that physically abuses me like you can put a finger in my ass if you have to he has huge hands <laughs> i said here's the I key i think that's necessary i said here's the key to my house you need a salad every single <laughs> i know but <laughs> i go i don't have that kind of discipline because i don't drink i don't do drugs and right. so food is my vice <clears throat> especially since i don't gamble anymore and it's like I love to eat, and I love to eat late at night. I like to have dinner number two, dinner number three. So I said, here's the key to my house. I'm Every single day, I'm going to come up with some excuse to not work out. Oh, I got to fuck this girl, or I have a really important meeting with Joe Rogan. or I, you know, It's like, I don't care. You, you have permission to come into my house, physically drag me out of my bed, punch me in my chest, and get me to work out because Whoa. I'm not going to want to. He's a big dude. You don't want him punching you. Yeah. Well, he's also, this is the best part. <laughs> Everyone's like, you have a bodyguard. You have that. What a joke! You have a bodyguard. And I go, yeah. In the last year, my my two major injuries are from him. Like he almost <laughs> broke my neck, and he broke my ribs. Broken right now. He broke my rib like two weeks ago. Uh, when he just, I don't know what that syndrome is. Like the when a parent loves their baby so much that they shake it and the baby dies. Like because he has the weekends off. So when I see him. He sees me and he picks me up and he always like hugs he me. He broke your ribs by shaking you? Well, he hugged me and he was shaking me. And while <clears throat> he was shaking me, someone, uh, my friend David Chang tripped him. Oh, no. But then he fell on top of me. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he's a big guy. So I'm like, yeah, my, my bodyguard that I paid to protect me hurts me. Broke yeah. your ribs and almost broke your neck. How did he almost break your neck? Just when he shakes me, like <laughs> it's so violent that I'm like... I'm like, I feel like those Steven Seagal movies, like, dude, one jerk and like my neck's going to snap. And he did it. And, uh, and I couldn't turn my head this way for like two weeks. And I was like, like, can, can you like protect me and not hurt me any, you know, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> what you need is someone who's a dietitian. Someone is going to be, you can hire like a professional chef. Kevin James used to have this guy who worked for him. It was fantastic. He had this guy working for him all day. Right. The guy would cook all these meals and he would leave pre-prepared, like really healthy meals in his refrigerator. And then he hired some woman to do it after that. All right. So I did that for a little bit. Like yeah? I got this, uh, see, this is what I'm talking about. I, I don't remember the name of the service, but they deliver the meal every day. Okay. There's a bunch of those. Yeah. Susan's Healthy Gourmet is one that I use for a while. It's like, 
yeah, and I'm like, cool, I'm being, first of all, I was miserable. The meals started to stack up in the, in the refrigerator. It's like, oh, like, like inside I'd be like, oh, cool, I did it. I'm on this program. Right, but, but then you I'd, weren't really eating but it. But then I'd look at it, or I'd look, <clears throat> or I'd eat it and go, oh, cool, I, I ate good today. And then like at three in the morning, still go out and get the burrito. Uh. And, um. So the thing I'm doing now, which I, I already can see, <laughs> um, it's horrible and everyone says it doesn't work, but now I'm sort of like stuck in this weird thing is I, I it's like the whole, I want, I want, I, I'm like, no one's like diets aren't going to work. Right. Right. Like, this has to be a lifestyle change. Right. Like you can't like go for three months eating salads and then be like, Hey, I got my weight down. I got my cholesterol down i got my diabetes down and then going back to it it's like you have to have but i'm like but i love food like i love eating and so the thing i'm doing now which i put didn't have put too much research into is chewing and spitting there's <laughs> i know guys who did that with meat there's some mma fighters like diego sanchez was doing that for a while he wouldn't eat meat he would just chew it up it's horrible for spit you spit it is it really it's horrible for you because first of all so you get like so oh, the stomach acids so, is that yeah what it is? i'll order like three entrees i'll get spaghetti fried chicken steak i'll get pie i'll order everything it's just so, like roman times gluttony to the max right and i'll have like the worst is if, if it's at a nice restaurant because then they don't have the they have like cloth napkins and i'm like can you bring some more of those paper napkins and i'm sitting there and i'm like ah and i'm just chewing everything getting all the flavor out of it and then I'm spitting it, which the mouth, as soon as it starts chewing and making saliva, the stomach starts making acid to prepare for the food co to come down. Right. But if the food never comes down, there's just like acid in your stomach, you know? And, and also, when you eat, all the sugar already goes into your, like, before it hits your stomach, you know? Yeah. So I'm eating all this food at, like, nice restaurants and chewing it in, and spitting <laughs> it in napkins and then, and then putting it, like, on the plate and then, like, the, the dudes come and say, is there... Is there something wrong with the meal? I'm like, no, no, it's delicious. It's fucking amazing. And then, you know. You're looking for shortcuts, bro. I'm looking for shortcuts. You can't um, do that. Why don't you just hire a real trainer? Not not Critter, but hire someone who's like a real, legit, strength conditioning trainer who's going to put you through some stuff. If you really want to do something that's fun. You critter, should, you're fired. You should take a martial art. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you did judo. Why I don't you I, get into jujitsu? I think I need a hot chick. How would that work? For the trainer, because then I'll be oh, motivated. Well, I'm just going to want to fuck her. Well, that's and then the, if you can't fuck her, you want to bring other girls hotter around to show her that you can right. fuck them. Like, listen, bitch, I can fuck <laughs> them. Why can't I fuck you? And then it'll become some weird ego thing. And Joe, e having an eating disorder is the number one thing to like bond with hot chicks because they all have one. It's like <laughs> I'm like, should I go uh, anorexic or chewing and spitting or, or, bulimia. or bulimia? And they're like, well, I tried. And I'm like, cool, I'm bonding. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, like this uh, super boring dumb girl is like all like, oh yes. But a lot like, of like CrossFit chicks, they don't have eating disorders. If you get like a strength and conditioning type gal. You're right, Joe. I helping. do have buttloads of money. I got to figure out, yeah. a sh uh, not a shortcut. I just need to figure out to make, not cure cancer, not cure AIDS, some kind of delicious food that you can eat every day. And you, you can't don't. do that. It's, it's, you, you, this is the thing. The more you suffer, the more you'll enjoy pleasure. You are a glutton for pleasure, my friend. Right, but you love but the here, pleasure. Check this out. Techno so my my Japanese business partner, um, I work with this company, Good Smile. It's not legal in America yet, but he has he smokes, he drinks, he eats all this shit. I don't even know what this process is called. You might have heard of it, but he it once a month. This is like real rich guy shit. He gets all like a lot of his blood taken out. 
and then they do shit to it like they make it into super blood <laughs> and then he puts it back into him and then all <clears throat> everything goes down his his you know and i go what is that and they're like it's not it's not fda whatever tested it's not in right. america yet and so well i do this thing called regenikine and i had it that? done today actually my shoulder's been bothering me they you take they take your blood out right. and they uh, spin it in a centrifuge and yeah. p apply heat to it and so your blood thinks like it has a fever yeah. and it creates this anti-inflammatory response and it creates this like yellow serum uh -huh. and then they extract the yellow serum out of your blood right. and then they inject it directly in areas where you have inflammation. Oh, it's wow. really good for uh, injuries, right. but it's also like when you do it, like I did it today, yeah. your energy you just feel great. You like feel Dan great right now. Yeah, Dana White told me about it because he has a, an inner ear infection uh, and it. An issue rather called Meniere's disease and it's from um, he got beat up one time when he was young right. by a bunch of guys and his he gets his tinnitus like ringing in his ear and it fucks with his balance and shit and it's all inflammation well they figured out a way to inject this 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 serum made out of your blood right. and it totally cured it for him like wow. he went through surgeries he was on medication he did a bunch of shit that really fucked with him right. but this stuff instead of fucking with him it uses your own blood and it made him feel fantastic right. and he used to have to go to germany for it and i was going to fly to germany to go do this but then they started opening these places around now they have one lifespan medicine in santa monica i did it this morning well this is what i'm talking about joe it's like i get the whole like you need to suffer to like you mm -hmm. know but but that's for injuries i know but it's like do you have any injuries you could use as an excuse no, to get this i'm just saying like <laughs> The, the way technology is going now, like, you're, you're covered in tattoos, but, like, you know, in five years, they're going to have some ray that just gets rid of all your they tattoos. They already do. They have lasers. They right, get them but off. it's not good right now. Well, it's painful. But it'll get, it'll and they'll make it so it's not, you know, they're going to have everything soon, right. you know? So I'm like, do I need to, like, really switch my eating habits, or <laughs> are they going to make, like, a... You know, some Oculus Rift fake hamburger where I'm like, oh, yeah, it's delicious. And, not, you know, I don't know. This is my take on it. I think gluttony and eating, like, lots of delicious food is fun. Right. But feeling like shit is not fun. And what I like to do is have cheat days. What right. I like to do is I eat real, like, this is what I've eaten today so right. far. I had uh, a blended juice drink, which was, like, celery, uh, ginger, carrot, uh, cucumber, I'm trying to remember all that, uh, cayenne pepper, uh, oregano oil, <coughs> uh, lemon, all this stuff. Fantastic for you, right? That's what I had for, for breakfast. And the only thing I, I um, ate this morning is two-day unshaved pussy lips and <laughs> slight hint of urinary tract infection. That's the only thing I ate today, and I feel great. I don't know if you're going to feel great in a couple of hours once the fucking infection kicks in. But, but I got but, an iron stomach. I got but iron. I will go to fucking In-N-Out Burger, man. I'll fuck up. I had Popeye's chicken last night, dude. And so because you ate that, that's why you got to eat this weird ginger drink well, this Well, because morning. I eat primarily healthy. Right. primarily healthy right but then occasionally i go off the rails right but most of the time my body's getting healthy food right that's the key because you feel better man and you, you feel you'll feel better i feel great you'll feel better you'll have more energy i drink these blended kale shakes in the morning yeah i make them myself i throw kale kale tastes like shit <clears throat> tastes like shit Chip. Why don't you use spinach? You can do that too, but I like kale. Okay, it's a, it's a superfood. Spinach is a superfood too. They're all good, but I, I blend hit. it up. Kale's hip right it's now. It's fucking strong. It's it's got a lot of nutrients in it. It's really good for you. What's better, kale or spinach? Probably you know, with the probably kale because it's a little darker, a little greener. Oh. That's the key. Right. Like dark green leafy vegetables. They right. have phytonutrients and all sorts of vitamins and stuff. And you get something out of them. First of all, <clears throat> when I eat them, like I'll have a bowl. 
right. like like this high. Like I'm I'm pointing to my about about ten inches, like a big fucking salad bowl that you would give to like a family. Like oh here's our salad, and everybody would take a portion. Yeah, I blend that whole motherfucker up, the and I thing. drink that shit myself. Wow, with with four cloves of garlic. I throw a whole apple in there, ginger. I throw a, a chunk of ginger, right. like a, a, a thumb-sized chunk of ginger. It just Everybody else who tastes it goes, what the fuck are you drinking? But, dude, I throw that shit down, and it's like rocket fuel. You I, feel I, great. Just, wow. I feel fucking fantastic. It's better than coffee. I have like a chorizo bacon burger. <laughs> and then I, I have that, too, and then, I, and then I take the top bun off, and I go, yes, I'm doing good today. Yeah, you got rid of that gluten. And, then, and then I feel supercharged to take a nap i'm like yes well, you um, you know i think you're enjoying your success and you're enjoying your wealth and you're enjoying pleasure and that's a part of who you are and that's also i think one of the things about artists is artists are very indulgent i'm feeling that about my comedian <laughs> friends and you know and you by so? the way yeah you're very indulgent <laughs> and very self-destructive you're a natural comedian you, you are a natural stand-up comedian <laughs> You you did a thing at was it at UCLA? Yeah. You did a thing at UCLA that you put on that video <laughs> that was up that a bunch of people dude, that was like a guy who'd been doing stand up for years. And oh, you thanks. you had only done it like how many times when you did that? That was the first time the I did it. First time. Yeah. That shit's ridiculous, dude. Can I plug that? Fuck yeah. All right, so my, I put it on my Twitter, it's on oh, my Twitter if you thanks, can find Joe. it. Yeah. My my um my problem with the internet is I, I always think it's like the Wild West when it's actually not. So almost everything I put up on YouTube or or uh, Vimeo gets flagged. I just put up a new episode of my my show DVDSA and it got flagged. So gets flagged for what? Just there's nakedness. Yeah, nakedness shit. or whatever. I mean, I think in the so you took uh, you changed your DVDSA page. Yeah, it's like it's like Wikipedia now, dude. It's like that, anybody oh. can go on there and change it now. They could say Dave's a fag, this whatever, <laughs> and it'll you know. I I can't believe I just well, said that. Good someone, luck. Yeah. They're gonna do that now. You did. You made a Wikipedia out of it. We used, Why'd you do that? We used their technology, and we just was like, if some, it's like it's it's your website now. It's, Why would you do that? Who? Because who cares? You um, <laughs> you're gonna care once your website is all black dicks. I know that's what's gonna happen. So whatever. Current threat level. I love the current threat level. <laughs> Vitamin piss yellow. That's the current threat level. So everything on that website right now, mm -hmm. it's the fans did it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, like it's just it's. I'm like fuck it. I'm not even gonna maintain my own website. Like you, you, you had a thing where you got offline. Yeah. You, you 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 took down your your podcast and you put up this fucking disclaimer. And I had a I had to text you about it immediately once I read it because I was alone. It was like two o'clock in the morning i'm in my house and i'm howling laughing because you're talking about racism but you said something that's totally true right you're like everyone's afraid of the yellow man like black men get to fuck but how come jackie chan never got to finger bang or fuck in in rush hour one two or three and i'm like it's true jackie can't chan like he's safe it's 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 amazing it's i'm i'm in bed fucking this white girl and I had my phone like next to her head like this, and it's a text comes in, and it's Joe just saying like ha 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 ha, <laughs> and he's like he's like writing my uh, press release back to me, and it, it's look, um, wait first that of all, one quote yeah, though um, was so fucking funny. Yeah, I look, I'm just I didn't know these kind of facts, but like, do you know how many Asians are in America? Like, I'm talking about jungle Asians, like Japanese, <clears throat> Korean, Filipino, like all of the Asians combined. Do you know how much? How many of them there are in America? No. What's take the a, Take a guess. 20 million? Yeah. Or, or, or percentage-wise. Oh, percentage? Yeah. 20 million would be what? Less than 10%? Yeah, like 7 8%. Yeah, it's 4%. 4%? It's 4%. So it's like, I, I just like, 
you know, I like doing, I just like doing shit, you know, and then people always, they need to be like, oh, check out this Asian comedian or check out this Asian artist. Or, and I'm like, why can't I just be an artist? Yeah. Why can't I just be an artist? Yeah. Why do I always have to be like, you know, like I got mugged by a black guy. Right. Exactly. It's never, I got mugged <laughs> by a dude. This dude fucking mugged me, man. If you say you got mugged by a dude, that's a white guy. Right. Like, you know, if I got fucking mugged by this dude. Yeah. And, and you know, also Akira, she's on my show. The first time I met her was seven or eight years ago and so this is still in the year you know it was like 2005 2006 and it was on the set of the first asian american porno in america and i was like i don't the even first one i was like i don't even know what that means and i'm like there's asian chicks in porn and it was like no the first porno in america all asian. where they're they're all asian and then the, the i'm like what the male perf i'm like yeah that exists and they're like no it doesn't they go, the only place in porn where you see an Asian guy is gay porn, and he's the bottom. So he's literally getting fucked in his ass, and that's the only place <laughs> you see him. So but what about Japanese porn? No, but that's in Japan. Right. I'm saying in America. And I'm like, wow, 2005, whatever, and that still doesn't exist yet. And so I go on the set, and then the guy that's the performer is Filipino. And I'm like, that doesn't even count. you know? But, doesn't count? They're not Asian? <laughs> no, they, they count. I'm just joking. Um, but so I go, wow, that's weird. And then... And then I just, you know, the shit I talk about on my show, the shit I just do, and then I just, it's like if you talked about it, it would be fine if a black right. guy talks about it, but it's just, it brings out like this, these people and they just, they're, it's, they're so offended by it. And I go, what, you know, and I, and I know in the script for Romeo Must Die, Jet Li kisses Aaliyah at the end, but they changed it to, they just dance together. Oh God. And you know, Jackie Chan is the star of Rush Hour, a fucking billion dollar franchise. Why doesn't he get to fuck or finger bang? In, in, <laughs> why not? Like, okay, fine. He didn't get to do it in, in one. Maybe in two he gets to fuck. All right, well, you know, it's like, why why can't, you know, why can't they be sexual, you know? Right. And I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Well, it's, it's, the, the, male, the male Asian with the white woman right. is such a rare combination in movies and in television. Right. It's so fucking rare that when they're doing it, it almost feels like they're doing it on purpose. Right. And it's like, but... You know, because there was once that of with the black guys. They're like, black guys, you know, if I see you right. with white women, we're going to kill you. Yeah. But now it's like. Jungle almost, fever. Yeah. Fix that shit. Every, yeah. So it's like. Made it a disease. <laughs> I don't know. My my best guess on it is when, and you know, this is just my guess, is when you, when when I hear people go, oh man, those fucking Asians are like, they're taking over all the best spots at all the best universities and they're owning all the real estate and China's taking over the world. It's like. They're taking everything. They can't take our white pussy on top of that, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I just know, like, when I do shit, like, I get a lot more slack for it than... But whatever. I don't I don't give a shit. It is, it, it, well, the point that you were making... I mean, I know you were just being funny, right. but the point you were making is true. I mean, you don't see Asian guys get laid in movies. And if they do, it's right. with an Asian girl. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's examples. There's that, one. It's, uh, it's uh, Steven Yoon from Walking Dead. Got okay. the fuck Maggie. Right, right, right. That was That's it. true. That's, That's the true. only one. That's a perfect example. Maggie's pretty goddamn hot, too. That's <laughs> uh, a good one. That's a good one. That I, was a victory. I high-fived him for that. <laughs> That's a victory for the Asians. And he stayed alive yeah. for many seasons. Yeah. So he's doing it. Um, yeah. Wait, can I just plug the thing really quick? Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. What right. is the thing? The video? It's Well, it's vidme. Vid.me. Because like, I've been looking forever because everyone's like, why don't you just have your own platform or whatever? And I'm like, I don't want to spend time doing that. So it's- Hire somebody. Well, I mean- it just like when you do it yourself, it always. Cry. I don't know. I, I don't want to. For me to have less employees 
it's not even the money thing. Right. Like, I don't want to become a manager, you know? Right. So this, these, guys, these kids started this thing, VidMe, which is like my answer to YouTube or whatever, and I could put anything up there. So I put my comedy special. So if you go to vid.me and then put in DVD or subscribe to DVD, I say, you have my comedy special, which is the first time I did comedy at UCLA, which is intercut with like... Uh, machine guns and girls buttholes and like me, a lot of stuff me slapping cigarettes out of smoking vaginas and there's a lot of stuff stuff it. stuff that you can't put anywhere stuff I'm, you know like here can i give you a great example like well first of all talk about instagram i went on yours and like someone found their high school drawing art like oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you you have the frenetic energy of like you got like that bernie wrightson and like you have like you got all the you were like good I was pretty you, good. Yeah, you were pretty good, and yet all the, you, you like went crazy with the detail. Whenever I see a young guy with like lots of detail, I'm like, that motherfucker has a lot of energy. That's usually from like rage, especially the subject matter, like the rage, drawing every <laughs> fucking hair on the werewolf's face. Yeah, one of the teeth with the they're glistening with the fucking blood and whatever. Well, I was so, obsessed with comic book art. Yeah, I mean it's it's great. I mean I think from what I saw, yeah, from what I saw, and how old were you when you did that? Somewhere in high school, probably 15 or 16. That's what I'm saying. Like, you stopped at some point, right? I had an asshole fucking art teacher, man. He wasn't, look, I don't, I don't, I feel bad for the dude because right. he was, he was clearly a dork. Right. You know, and, but he, that's he, great. He had this way of talking about shit where he just killed all your dreams. <clears throat> I taught, like, I would draw all like Conan the Barbarian and ninjas right. and that's and werewolves and I would draw shit that I would like teenage to buy. boy shit yeah teenage boy shit yeah I would do I did a whole yeah, that's series awesome. I love that that's little red riding I did a whole series of uh, like little kid stories that went wrong like right three little pigs is a werewolf who fucking just attacks the pigs and right I had Humpty Dumpty I'll pull that one up eventually Humpty Dumpty with an axe you're, you're an artist everybody up you're an artist yeah well <clears throat> I certainly was that's what I was gonna do for a living until I started fighting. And right. then when I started fighting, I became completely obsessed with that because it was so primal right. and so much different than anything else I'd ever done. See, this is, see, we have the same story up until then, or even up until then, because in high school, I drew like that too, like crazy detail or whatever. And then I started fighting too, and I loved it. And, I, and then I started fighting all the time, except I never won. <laughs> like ninety percent of the fights, I get my ass. I still loved it. I'd be like, "Yeah, let's fuck these dudes up," and I'd be. Oh, like, you mean like fighting like on the street? You yeah. Would well, oh. I, you know, I had a lot of anger. So I didn't do that. Oh, you mean fighting? Yeah. Like, at the I dojo. only had like one fight in high school, and it wasn't really much of a fight. Well, one other time where dude, this the, the best one um, was uh, the most important one for me was this dude. We weren't even like fighting. It's like he was this kid. Like they bust these uh, these black kids in from bad neighborhoods, right. Newton South High. Yeah. And there's this one kid, um, and me and him we used to look at each other like in the hallway, and like you know he would stare at me, and I would stare at him. Nothing really happened. But right. then one day we were in the locker room together, and I was passing him. He looked at me. And uh, I don't remember what was said, but I remember the dude grabbed me and hip tossed me down to the ground, threw Whoa. me on my back, and held me down. And he, he was thinking about punching me. He was like holding me and went like, nah, and just held me and then let me up. I was totally humiliated. Totally humiliated. You said the N word with the ER? No, or no, 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 no. I didn't <laughs> I say kidding. anything. I'm kidding. I mean, I think I said like, what the fuck, you know, yeah. or something like when he was holding. But I realized, that oh my humiliation. God, I don't know how to wrestle. I think I was probably 14. I was like, God damn it, I don't know. I need to learn how to but wrestle. But that humiliating feeling, you like, I, I don't want to ever feel that it again. It was terrible. Yeah. I'd never, I had 
well, I'd taken like a couple karate classes before then, but no grappling whatsoever. Right. So at the same time, I joined the wrestling team and I started getting really serious about Taekwondo at the very same time. Right. And it was because of that dude. Like, he, I owe him. He, right. he made me who I became, like for real, because he humiliated the shit out of me. But looking at, like that changed your course down yeah. that path. But if that never happened and you stuck with the art, I mean, that looks, I mean... That looks pretty good, man. Well, I enjoyed art. I right. still do. I still draw. I was drawing. Do you draw my like that? Yeah, I could still draw like, like that. I mean, do yeah, you I like want to cross hatching and all that stuff? Yeah, <laughs> I love cross hatching. Yeah, it's I love. Like, I love the. I like to do um, like pencil and then ballpoint pen over the pencil. That's like my favorite style of. I have some other stuff that I'll put up that I did like. that. Yeah, I want to check it out because like technical pens, right. I always found to be like a little too permanent. Like right. I like seeing like the. I feel like with a ballpoint pen, you could sort of almost barely touch the paper, and the image just starts to slowly come out do this with your kids ballpoint pen draw on bananas like that sensation of a ballpoint pen on a banana is like the best thing and then like the next day when the 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 banana peel dries up the drawing looks different my kids love art man. yeah <clears throat> it's a fun thing but my progression was, was the same thing everything in high school was this shit like cross hatching pen pencil uh prisma colors and then um you know, I discovered spray paint, which was like the fucking like the best thing ever. It's like, oh my god, I discovered the Matrix, you know. And then um, uh, acrylic and oil paint. But what I discovered now, after painting and drawing for years, is that all those things I just said—spray paint, oil, acrylic—is you just even pencils. Like you draw something, you you create something, and if you don't like it, you just paint over it. You just erase it, and then. Uh, the new thing that like i just that this is like like alchemy or like painting with with magic is the watercolor it's like it's like the medium in art that has like i i'd probably say like the least amount of respect cuz it's like oh watercolor you think of like old ladies uh, you know on sunday yeah why is that i don't know but like this whole book that i did is all watercolors it's like 300 pages of watercolors and i'm like you know I'm a pretty well-respected artist now. Like, I should be able to get this thing published. I shouldn't have to, like, self-publish it. And I don't want to self-publish it. That's, like, in the same way, like, I don't want to put up my own, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, um, I don't want to start my own YouTube or whatever. Like, I just would rather to do the art and have, like, a respected publisher right. put it out. So I, I turn the book in. I start this bidding war with all the published, all the cool artsy publishers that want to put it out. And they're like, Dave, um you got to take these four pages out. You know, our legal team looked at it and, you know, I guess there's obscenity laws. Like you can't put a AR-15 in a girl's butthole or whatever. <laughs> and I go, but I thought, you know. It's art. I, well, it's art. And I thought, like, we lived in America. I thought you could do whatever, you know. Right. And I keep, I don't know, I guess I keep pushing things and finding out that you can't do them. But you can. You can. Yeah. You just can't do it in their forum. Right. That's all it is. And I, I go, what's the problem? They're like, we might get sued. I go, well... By who? I don't know. It's always like this preemptive, like this imaginary fear. And I, I go... We need people like you out there. I go, look... Like, and I, I was excited because I was like, oh, these are like the publishers that I like. I would love to work with you. And I go... Ugh. So I, I, you know, I, I put the book out myself and it's like, we we sold it out like the special edition right away. If you want to get it, it's at com, but it's... We made so much money on it on the, you know, I don't want to say this like I'm bragging, but it's like, I didn't even want to make that money. Right. Like I would rather someone else make that money. I just wanted to put it out, but it's like. They this, wouldn't do it. So you had to do it yourself. And that, that's sort of, I bring that up because 
I'd rather just, it's so easy to just do a video on and throw it up on YouTube. That's right. so easy. I don't want to fucking find, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I just want to make shit and just put it out there. But everything I do gets taken down. So I just got to, you know, it's well, just. You're, you're an unusual guy in an unusual, an unusual <laughs> situation. And you want to be free. You want to be free to express yourself. And, you know, someone could say like, oh, fuck him. And he's this and he's that. And he's arrogant. And he's this. But no, you're you. You're being free. You're not worried you're not being a fake. You are actually doing things that you're interested in. And in a lot of ways, this is a, is a real problem that we have in society with needing someone to publish your stuff. Because if you need someone to publish your stuff, then they're going to have to approve it. And right. then you're not going to get the original vision of the artist or the writer or whatever. You're going to get a bunch of other people's impin- opinions of what you should broadcast, what right. you should publish. Well, look, can I ask you this? Because you are like, since I first did your show, I, I think the first time I ever did your show, I'd never been on TV. And since I've been on, I mean, you 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 have like a long career in TV, Fear Factor, the UFC stuff. And so I've been on TV twice now. Uh, I did Anthony Bourdain shows, uh, Parts Unknown, and I did um, I do the news for HBO, for Vice HBO. And both shows that I've, I've been on won Emmys. And like, it's like, I, everything I do doesn't have to be guns in buttholes. Right. You know, I can work right. within... Right, you can do whatever... Yeah, yeah well, you have a They're broad. like, hey, do do comedy, but don't cuss, mm-hmm. and then I can do it. Right. But, so, the two times I did TV, like, they're like, oh, Dave, those shows you won, won, won Emmys, and so the floodgates sort of open, and, like, now I have all these people interested in doing shows with me, and but they're... Do you ever have this experience? You know, you know a lot of rich people and whatever. Like, I sit in boardrooms with like CEOs and like people that run these companies, and they're billionaires mm-hmm. and they run the world. They have way more money than me. They have way more power, fame, whatever, and they're still not free men. They're exactly. like they answer to 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 AOL, mm-hmm. Disney, or I don't know. Like they they go. Uh, uh, you, yeah, like you got to take these four pages. Well, I'm they're like, afraid to take chances. I go, you're a fucking billionaire. Who, like, who gives a shit? It's like, oh wow, you have all the money in the world, yet you still have to answer to shareholders, like your business partners, your wife. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I made a conscious decision not to get married. I don't have kids. I don't work for anybody, and so it's like, man, I, it would be so easy for me to just sign this deal and do this TV show, but then they're like. But then you can't have Hong Dynasty on your Fuck Instagram. Fuck that. Fuck like, that. It, Don't ever let anybody take you from doing what you're doing. Well, no one says... Well, the nice thing is no one says you can't do it. They just go, if you want to be on our team, then you can't do this shit. Like, what is this Hong Dynasty That's shit? saying you can't you know? do it. Look, I've, right. I've had that when... But I've I done projects before where they've told me to take down my website, take down your message board, take down. I'm like, fuck you. Right. I'm not taking down shit because if you want me to do that, you want me to compromise myself. Right. Yeah, I'm, it's going to start there and it's going to end up with me wearing a fucking suit, sitting behind a desk, talking to some idiot about right. a sitcom that I give two fucks about. Right. That's, that's what happens. And it's a weird thing because it's like, I didn't give a shit and when I was poor. I didn't give a shit when I was rich. And then it's like, what, now I'm going to have a boss? Like right. it's weird. Like you don't but, have to do that. But just do things that you're doing now. But this do is what it I'm on saying. the internet. I know, but this is what I'm saying, Joe. Like I don't want like. Well, what's the be- let's let's put it this way. Okay. What's the benefit of you doing something on television other than Vice, which is an awesome show, and Anthony Bourdain's show, which is an awesome yeah, those show? Guys are doing awesome. things like that is great. But what's the benefit of you doing a television? Do you need more money? You don't need no, more money. No, it's not to do right? more money. It's just like to do projects. It, it's just for me. Like I don't know. I just filmed this pilot um, where just. Yeah, it's not for the money. They don't even have to pay me anything. But so it's what's like, the benefit? It's like I get to fly somewhere and I get to, like, 
like doing a show like this we can say anything we want but right. or we could talk about like oh i want to make this movie and talk about the ideas but this is like put making it happen you know it's like but you could do that i know but it's like the thing with the publishing I, it's so much easier for like when i showed up on bourdain set like it's all taken care of. i was like wow this producer called everyone this cameraman's like a award-winning cinematographer he knows what he's doing like i don't want to become the guy that's like Oh, I got to start my own network now. I got to hire my own guys and do all this shit. To, you you know. can do that though, man. Listen, I know, you I can know. you can have I, meetings. And this, one of the things you could do is right. get a manager, right. get a nice Jewish boy who understands <laughs> show business, and tell that motherfucker, "This is this is me. I'm yeah. David Cho. I like to put AR-15s up girls' buttholes. I like to do watercolor paintings that are obscene. I like to do this thing called DVD ASA that gets me fired from HBO. I'm, I'm a crazy man. <laughs> nobody fired me. Nobody, gotta, fired, nobody me. fired you. I got, got an option. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got tons of money and I like to do fun shit and I don't want to have a boss, but I want to be able to do cool projects. I want to enjoy life. I want to have adventures. So what do we need to do to hire a bunch of like real good union cameramen to set up a real good production studio where we can edit video, hire legit people. I don't want to deal with shit. Yeah. I just want to go do my stuff. You handle all that right. and you could do all that and it could become profitable easily, easily. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not your manager, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, it's like being a reluctant entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that, but right. I'm, I'm going to have to, you should, you know, you it's should, like, the stuff you're doing this Hong dynasty stuff. It's fun. That was like, just like, you know, it's like, it's like a weird feeling to go to like a Denzel movie or a Liam Neeson movie. And you're sitting there and you're like, this is shitty, but you're like, it's so much money behind it. Mm -hmm. How did it even get made? You know, or you're sitting in an editing room and and you're then you're working on a show and and you're like, wow, that part's really funny. It's like that's never going to be on TV. Yeah. Why? Because it's, it's too ev risque. Ev everyone in this room agrees that's the funniest thing. Right. It'll never be on TV. Why? Because of uh, Coast Soap commercial is going to pull their ads if you do that. That's half the, the best shit I've ever said on Fear Factor. Never made it to the air. Exactly. Because I would fuck with the contestants and say ridiculous I would shit love that to I see knew that. wasn't going to be on the air. I would love to see that. But you got to understand that that's not what they're trying to do. Their their business is not right. the business of artistic expression. Right. Their business is the business of making money. What's the best way to optimize their chance to making money? You got to right. get a real cookie cutter bullshit television show. Right. You know these. But you know. they're saying there's, then there's no audience for a Fear Factor type show where Joe fucks with the contestants. There and is, like, there is, but know. it's not that right. forum. That right. forum has already been established. It's already locked down. Right. It's already censored. But what you're doing on the on the internet is a wild wet like. This podcast has no boss. There's right. no one to tell us what right. we could talk about. We could do whatever we want. Right. And it's because it's on the internet. You right. could do the same sort of thing and but you, do you are ever doing it. Run like, into what I do, which is like, hey Joe, you're on like you know, whatever a network UFC's on or you know, anytime you do T V stuff, do they ever go, Hey Joe? I've had a few. You issues. talked about some fucking crazy shit on your last show. You got to take that episode down. No, like no, I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I've had, we've, uh, there's been a few issues, but I can justify the things that I've talked about. I mean, I'm not I'm not just right. going off on a rail with you no love clues to what I'm saying. I love it. Yeah, I've never met anyone who like knows so much and just can recall that. If they at one point like Dana White or whoever said, "Hey Joe, you're you're like part of UFC. Like you've been doing it forever. Your podcast is just I quit." I quit the UFC. You would like that in one second. One second. You wouldn't say I love it so much that I can. I've come close a couple times. Wow. Yeah. I'm. I'm. There's no way. I'm. Ne I'm never. I'll never 
change what I do in stand-up, and right. I'll never change what I do with the podcast. I firmly believe right. that if I did that, I would be a miserable fuck. Right. If I decided I believe that, that too. I'm going to censor the podcast, and now I'm not going to have people like David Cho, and he's a fucking loose cannon. He's talking about <laughs> Jackie Chan finger-banging people. He's got AR-15s up girls' buttholes. <laughs> if I did that, I would, I would fuck myself over. And plus, I started doing this thing that I like as much as doing the UFC. I started doing these fight companion podcasts yeah. where we sit down, and we watch the fights. We put the fight up on there, right. and we drink. And right. we smoke weed and we watch the fights and just talk while the fights are going on. And it's the most fun. And you're recording the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and we, we broadcast it. You're probably having more fun doing that shit. And it gets hundreds of thousands of downloads. Wow, see? It's crazy. I, I like doing that almost as much as I like being there. Almost. Right. Being there is the best. Right. I mean, I l don't get me wrong. I love my show and talking about everything, you know, fucking Jackie Chan, like finger blasting and whatever. But I love getting access to fucking go to to the north pole and, and interviewing yeah. like the norwegian army general and getting you know i like that mm -hmm. stuff too right and it's like well anytime i'm put in this i'm like you man i'm like i'll never fucking bow Compromise. down to yeah i'll never bow to. down to anybody like i don't give a fuck well, you, but, if but you at the same time i don't have to do anything you know right you could just sit down and just just chill yeah yeah and well you have what's really fuck you money <laughs> You really have it. I mean, that's a, that's an expression. It you have good. fuck you money. It feels good. It does feel good, right? <laughs> you gotta use that fuck you money. Use it to yeah. say fuck you. And right. when you when you do a television show where they compromise you, hey, you gotta take down DVD ASA, right. or you gotta stop doing AR-15 up girls' butthole pictures, right. you automatically, you, you get rid of the whole point of right. having fuck you money. Yeah. You can't say fuck you. Who you are is this weird, unique artist dude who likes doing, sh you like pushing boundaries, you like being open, about everything from prostitutes to sexual proclivities to overeating <laughs> and diabetes but that's you man right you're a good dude you know i like Thank you i like you I don't, too man I, well, I don't worry about guys like you getting corrupted by the fucking grist for the mill get stuck in the machine where they figured out how can i make more money off of david Cho? i gotta make david you know what they did with here's a perfect example Right. You know what they did with David, Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle was doing the fucking Chappelle show, which in my opinion right. is the greatest sketch show of all time. The best. The best. He's one of the funniest stand-up Years later, we could still time. watch repeats. It's funny as shit. That guy, yep. the, the, the blind, white racist who was a black guy yeah. is still one of the greatest sketches of all the time ra the race trading uh, yeah. <laughs> the chinese taking the wu-tang clan and yes! like, all that Fucking stuff brilliant yeah. brilliant 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 show they started telling him he couldn't say nigger they started telling him to stop saying it and he was like what are you talking about they were right. like we can get more money from advertisement if you stop right. saying this or you stop saying that or don't do this or do and that's when he went crazy or maybe went sane right. and decided you know what i got some money and they they had a 50 million dollar offer to fucking renew and this and that and he just right. said fuck this he went to africa right. tried to relax and find himself and came back and he quit the fucking show and he quit the show because they were turning him into something else right. they were trying to take this uncensored brilliant artistic mind and make him a commodity right and that's what happens man the, but that's their business it's not that's like it's like b being alone with a wolf and the wolf eats you when it's hungry of right. course it's a fucking wolf right that's what they do right it's like you can't be upset at a wolf for eating you that's that's their nature and the right. nature of people that run these these 
production studios and networks, they're not evil. Right. They just make money. And the way to make money, how much money can you get from Toyota? Well, Toyota will give you X amount of money if you don't have any swears. Right. They'll give you, you know, X more if you cut out this and don't do that. They'll right. they'll sign on for three years, a three year commitment. Right. And that's the way that shit works. No, it's I, just about maximizing I know that, man. profit. I've been, I've, I've been, you know, I've worked every job. I've worked in advertising. I've worked. I've done all that shit. When I when I made the fuck you money, I sat down and I have five guys that work with me now and I had a meeting and I said, the point of what we do, and it's never been, and especially now, is to not make money. You know, I know I could sit here and talk to you about like, should you t turn into subscription base or ads and this and that. We've never had ads on my show because I don't have to. And it's like, it would be nice if we made stuff that did make money, but that is never, you know, the last three years, like everything I do just like hemorrhages and bleeds money, but you know, I can sell one painting and make that money back in one day. Right. And, you know, it's like, I don't, people have had this discussion before when, the, when they're at 7-Eleven buying a scratcher or, or super lotto ticket and they're like, man, if I had $100 million, this is what I would do. But it's like, in this country, and I don't want to go on a diatribe about greed or whatever, it's like, when is it enough? Right. Like, when is it like, so you got to show... Uh, that like the Chappelle show and he wants to say nigger just let him say it like it's right. made, he feels good he's allowed to say it he, you know see, it's like they are not Chappelle so right. when you have people that are not creative people or right. not they're certainly not responsible for his creative vision right and they start interfering with it and trying to monetize it right. that's when it becomes a problem when it isn't a problem is when you right. who is the artist is right. in complete control like a podcast like your DVD ASA podcast or like Hong Dynasty or any of this other shit you do like all of your paintings no right. one's standing over you and go Dave right. stop painting tits Right. You know, you're painting vagina, you're, you're making women objects, you're doing this, you're doing that. You, you, you can't be you if that's happening. And right. look, maybe some people are going to criticize you, and maybe you'll take that criticism to heart, and it'll change your opinion about things, which right. is totally honest and fine. If someone says, hey, you know, hey, Dave, I'm tired of you painting, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you go, you know what, that's, you know, it's kind of fun. I don't want anybody to feel bad. Right. I'm just trying to express myself. Maybe I wasn't looking at it from their point of view. And right. then you could sort of alter your point of view. It's right. not, there's nothing negative about that. It's part of developing, maturing, growing, taking in all sorts of different influences. It's a part of being a human being. Right. But there's a big difference between that and doing it only for money. Right. And that's what happens when you get attached to a network. Right. And it's not their fault. Right. It's just what they do. But it's why, like, I've never, I've never talked to anybody about selling this thing. I would never sell right. this thing. This is just, this is, we started this out, it Brian go, and I. It would go bad the day that of happened. Of course, 100%. They'd yeah. fuck everything up. Right. They'd say, you got to stop smoking weed. Right. You guys got lit joints everywhere. You can't right. do that. What do you mean? Why can't we? It's California. Right. I have a medical marijuana license. So yeah. why can't, who, and who gives a fuck anybody? We, we have whiskey here all the time. Right. Nobody complains about that. Like, what are we complaining about? There's, it's, it, we, we, there's millions of people that smoke weed. Are you telling me that those people's money is not worth anything? Right. The weed dollar is not real money? Right. Like, you got to respect the fucking stoner dollar. <laughs> <laughs> We're people. I pay taxes. Okay? I'm in the fucking NRA, goddammit. Right. <laughs> there's, there's a real problem when people try to take creative ideas and turn those creative ideas into some sort of a complete monetary uh, venture. Right. And that's what happens when you get involved with a television show. Right. It's just what it is. There, there's some sort of compromise involved. Here's, you don't here, have to do that. Here's the problem, Joe. It's like, when I paint something, it's like, some people will see it if I have it in an art gallery. I don't go to art galleries. It's like the spectrum of media is like this, right? It's like at the top is 
network television, like blockbuster Hollywood movies, and then video games, or, or maybe video games is at the top, and then it's like, uh, you know, music, and then, you know, books, comic books, and at the very bottom is art, right? Mm -hmm. So at the very top, there's the most censorship, there's the most, like, people with their, uh, people involved, um, you can't say this, you can't do that. Dolphin Tail 2. <laughs> right. And at the very bottom is, uh, <laughs> is art where I can paint anything anything and no one cares and it's not literal right well, not only that it's a direct connection to the art right you have your hands on the brush right you're standing in front of the canvas there's no one there right and it's you're a, alone in your warehouse it's a solitary sport no one's involved mm -hmm. sort of like drinking off a lot of cross hatching and and, <laughs> and and you draw this thing and it means whatever it means to whoever is to me it means this to you it means that it's like uh, and, and you know there's very little chances of you becoming like a fucking billionaire drawing comic books but you know it, you get to say you what dollar can you put on freedom like that but now because this weird anomaly of where i did make like all this money doing art the floodgates have opened for me to do all types of entertainment and not to sound too like uh, artsy or whatever I look at everything I do as art. I look at my podcast, my TV stuff. I, I bring that level of expression and freedom to it, and then it just is not translating well with the higher-ups, I guess. And it's like, hey, you could do whatever you want over here, but don't... There's, there's you no higher-ups, bro. I know, there isn't. They That's, can all suck your dick. Yeah, they, and they do. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no uh, higher-ups, man. Yeah. It's, I mean, this all comes down to other people influencing... influencing your your creative vision and right. you can't ever let that happen because your creative vision is what makes you unique you know when i talked about being an artist or wanting to be an artist in high school and having this bad art teacher i mean i, I honestly do feel bad for the dude because he was really frumpy and he had a gut and his his fucking posture was bad and he just was a guy who just had no hope and what he said to me was like i would draw all this stuff and he was like you got to do like you're you're gonna have to draw things that you don't want to draw right. and i said why and he right. said, because you're going to have to make a living. Right. So if you're going to have to make a living, maybe you're going to work for, uh, this is the thing, the example to use. You're going to have to draw babies for a, uh, a, a diaper commercial. And I was right. like, but I want to be a comic book artist. <laughs> and he's like, but you not, may not make it as a comic book artist. So right. I was like, oh, fuck this. So right. my senior year, I didn't even take art. I was one of the best artists in his class. Right. There was me, this guy, I think his name is John DeVore. He was right. really good. And this guy, Kevin, who was also really good. These, these three guys, and we all used to draw the same style stuff. Right. I don't know if they became artists. I don't know what you happened. You didn't keep in touch with them? No, was, I was, high school was weird, Did you ever man. do a, I was a fucking, I was such a social misfit in high school. Did you ever do a portfolio day where you have like a, all your drawings and you go to like a, like Disney or something and you're like, No, hey. I never got that far with it. So, I, I didn't even get to, to as far as like applying to colleges. When I, when I got out of high school, um, I went to art school for a year or two and then I dropped out and I was just like how am I going to make a living doing this? And I, and I got all my best drawings and I went to, I think it was Cal arts. It was like a, I, it's like a open call. Like, and it's like every single animation studio, every single advertising agency. And I got there and it's all these fucking kids with all their art. And there's really long lines to talk to a guy that like has a pencil behind his ear and goes work on this. Yeah. Work on this. And I was like, fuck this. And so I was like, I'm not even going to wait in this line. So I went, I went to go take a piss and I saw one of the advertising guys get up and I followed him to the bathroom and I said, and I, I pulled one of those while, while his dick's out. I'm like, Hey, look at, look at this crosshatch penis. <laughs> look at this. And he's like, Hey, you can't wait in line like everyone else. I'm like, dude, I'm please. And, and he like looked over and he's like, Hey, 
that's pretty good. <laughs> and so he's got his dick out and and, and I go, hey, nice fat dick, dude. No, uh, no he, gives, he gives me his card and he goes, you're fucking dope, man. You should come to my office in Beverly Hills. And I'm, I was like either 20 or 21 and I was like, yes. And it's, the, it's one of the biggest advertising agencies in, in LA. I show up there like with a tie on and everything. And as I walk down the hallway, it's like every movie poster. And uh, I was like, I made it. I'm fucking like young and I'm going to make a living drawing. Like this is fucking crazy. So I think back then, I don't know how it is now. They would have all these artists draw in um, the style. I forgot. Drew Struzan. That's that star Wars. Uh, um, the guy that painted all the star Wars. Mm-hmm. These guys all draw that same style and you draw the movie poster and then they give that to the photographer and then the photographer because, you know, there's no art in movie posters now. Right. And this is, I'm talking about fucking 20 years ago, so I'm sure it's different now. And it was a Avalanche movie with Chris O'Donnell. No. It's Chris O'Donnell? Chris O'Donnell. I think the movie was called Avalanche. Yeah, yeah. And so I sat in a room and I was like, this is so cool. I get to see a movie before it came out, you know? And I'm like, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> and, then I go, and then I'm sitting there watching it with like six old guys with like cigarettes dangling, dangling out of their mouth. I'm like, all right, guys. We need avalanches. We need this and this. We need Chris O'Donnell looking like this. And I'm like, this is amazing. You know, and I sit in a room and I draw Chris O'Donnell and... There's a poster. Vertical Limit. Vertical, vertical limit. limit. There it is. I think I drew that. Bill so, Paxton. Well, that's what you do. You, you the, yeah. The, yeah, there's... <laughs> that's pretty good. Is that Willem Dafoe? Who's the guy uh, in the back? I don't remember. Who is that? I, Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, he's that guy's awesome. So I got all their headshots. I'm drawing them. The art director's coming in. He's like... You know, it's amazing. He he starts with the compliment, Dave. That's great. Can you do it again? Like a little bit smirk, a little bit more heroic, and then um, not even a day in, I'm like, I hate this job. <laughs> <laughs> I just drew fucking Chris O'Donnell, and same thing. I had the same thought then. I'm like, how did this movie get made? Right. Like it's horrible. Like like who like like why don't Chris O'Donnell's a beautiful man? <laughs> I always want to see him. Right. It's a good date night movie. And so it's very I, safe. I lasted at that job. You know, I, when you say like you got to draw shit like yeah, yeah. i sp- uh, the, the next one was like a sandra bullock movie where she's an alcoholic like 28 days or something mm-hmm. and I, you know that that whole like hey i'm somewhat part of showbiz and i'm right. working and i'm making the good money i walked into the guy's office less than a month in i said like thank you for this op-. like i appreciate it like this i learned so much I-, I can't do it he's like what are you talking about like you, you see that line you see how many people would die he's like dave and he closes the door he's like i'm gonna tell you something you remind me of me like 20 years ago, the fucking crazy hair. You got like that fucking punk rock attitude. If you stay here and you do what I tell you, you could be running this fucking place in like 20 years. And I was like, and I was like, Oh, you know, he gave me a nice ego boost down with the devil. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if he said this to all those guys out there, you know? And cause I was the youngest guy there and I go, I I can't even believe I'm telling you. Like, like I said, thank you for this opportunity. I can't do this though. I can't like, I feel like, Art is my passion. I love it. I feel like I'm dying here, you know, because I thought, oh, I could draw Chris O'Donnell all day, and then at at night, I could um, draw whatever I want, AR-15s and buttholes. Right. But muscle memory. I had just spent the entire day training my hand to draw in the Drew Struzan st- style of Chris O'Donnell. I get home and I want to do my shit, and I'm like, oh fuck, that butthole looks like Chris O'Donnell's face, <laughs> you know. So I tell the guy, I go, hey, look. I can't believe this great opportunity you gave me, but I'm going to, I'm going to have to re- regretfully decline this thing. And he goes, well, what are you going to do, Dave? 
draw your funny books draw, he didn't say it in that voice but he's like he's like, he was like mocking he's like no yeah a little not like hardcore but he's like what are you gonna do yeah and he's like good luck with that and i was like you know what i i've made at that young at that it's it's the it's for me the saddest thing when i see young people that have already like given, given in yeah. yeah i'm like that's the time you fight mm-hmm. that's the time that you should try and fail and try again and then it's like when you get old you're like at least i tried didn't work out you know so i said look man i'm gonna go for it and if i end up fucking broke or poor or whatever then fuck it you know at least i tried you know yeah and and the next <laughs> next job from that was drawing uh, midgets and 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 buttholes for hustler so i was like yes <laughs> i get to at least draw what i want to draw midgets and buttholes for hustler yeah i work for like asian fever and the whole larry flint yeah thing, it's so. trying to monetize a creative vision it's it's always it's it's really important that you try to figure out what is unique in your head and, I mean, and, what is in your head and what, you, how do you get it out and if you want to bring up the Chappelle show or anything it's like this whole like re- like i don't want to start my own network i don't want to start my own publishing mm-hmm. company it's like i'm just going to do whatever i want knowing that it's not going to make any money and then what always happens is because it's so unique and whatever it does make money oh that's so easy for you now dave because you have fuck you money i'm like how do you think i got it how do you think I fucking got it? Like, right. it does, like you like, would have still be working for that advertising. Right, exactly. Just I took the chance safe. when I had nothing, and I had nothing to do. They say the rich and the poor have more in common than the middle class because they both, like, if you're poor, you're like, yeah, I got nothing to lose. If I get sued or whatever, like, they could take like my fucking toilet paper roll or whatever, you know. So I don't know. You look. You're not trying to make money. You have money. So if you're not trying to make money, it's really simple. Yeah. It's like you just need a manager. You right. need someone to come along and take care of everything. No, I so got to just be creative. Yeah, I got a great manager. I got great people working with us. I got a great personal trainer. Check Bro- this broke out. My rib. Check out this painting. Tell me what you think about that. Um, it's it's beautiful uh, landscape. Joe just showed me a painting of a beautiful snow mountain landscape with trees in the style of like Bob Ross. You want to hear what, something crazy? Um, My six-year-old did that. Shut the fuck up. By watching one of those Bob Ross things? No. She just takes art class. Are you fucking kidding me? She's a, very talented. She's been d- doing art since she was really little. Is this oil paint or what? Yeah. yeah I got with her when she was really little to uh, we, we sit down and do a lot of art together. That's amazing. She's talented. I, I got my art from my uncle. I got it from my family. My grandmother was talented. My uncle's talented. My, my uncle's an artist. Right. It's all just, it's, it's in the family. You know what I think about when I see that? It's like, have you ever seen, this is going to sound bad, but have you ever seen Hitler's art? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's good. But it's very, like, you would think a guy that is a murderer and, like, has murdered, like, millions of people would have, like, a more hardcore, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's great. If you're six years, like, first of all, crazy. The, the thing Joe just showed me looked like a, a grown adult painting. It freaks me out. The, the mountains and shit. Right. Like, the snow and the mountains. So, when you're at that age, like, the Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, like, young person, and, like, you're, you're learning your, like, Picasso, whatever, like, you're learning your, um just techniques techniques and just getting all that stuff down perspective you get it down and you're like wow i can paint a tree with all the highlights off the leaves and the dew drops and and that's great that's like the time to do that but then at some point you have to be like what's inside me is it really a landscape or do i want to paint some crazy shit and i yeah and so like she's great she has the potential like everyone has the potential right they they get to a point it's like you discovered fighting but if you never got into fighting 
Yeah, I think you would have been a great artist doing, you know, all your werewolf stuff. Well, I would have enjoyed it. I still love comic book movies. Right. I love comic book art. Like right. I love those like really glossy comic book magazines yeah. and stuff. So like when I see Hitler's art and I see like these landscapes and just yeah. shit, I'm like, dude, if you like went as hardcore in your art as you did with killing people, like maybe you would have never become a, you know? Did like, you think see the thing that was out recently about Hitler taking meth? Like Hitler apparently was like really into meth. Sounds about right. It sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. He's, there was some some thing like that those was speeches when released. he's like screaming. Yeah. And he shit. was all methed out of it's his like head. Meth addled rant. Like. Well, he was apparently a hypochondriac and he took a bunch of different medications, but one of them is he he took meth. Oh wow. Yeah. Which totally makes sense. Right. That was a the one of the things they say with meth is that it completely corrodes your judgment. Your judgment just goes out the window. You Let's just, kill Jews. You just kill everybody. Those crazy speeches. He was probably meth to the tits. Wow. Probably didn't have any nerves at all. That's why he was so intense and fucking hair flopping around, furious anger in his eyes. Yeah. That's you watch what? one of his, uh, yeah, Hitler was on Crystal Meth. <laughs> Look at that. Isn't that crazy? What's that website? Is that USA Today? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Bull semen? According to a 47-page, I can't read that. Bull military semen? Military dossier. dossier. He used to take bull semen, morphine, tranquilizers, bull semen. Hmm. I don't think that did anything for him. But the Crystal Meth, a pill that contained Crystal Meth, hmm, and other drugs, depending on Hitler's. Have you ever seen uh, Kevorkian's art? No, is it, Ooh, is it is it's fucking crazy? Be as fuck. Wow. Well, you'd you'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, but like it makes you sort of rethink like his motivation. Have you ever seen George Bush's art? Yes, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I want to buy one. <laughs> him him looking in the mirror. Have you seen that one? Look at Kevorkian's <laughs> art. Pull up some of uh, the more dark. It's all like death stuff, which is really kind of fucked up, man. It's like he was really into like. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that's yeah, fucking brutal! Like, look at that, man. That's like demonic shit. It's a guy being pulled into the abyss. You see eyeballs behind him and stuff. Jesus! But there's some other ones that are even more disturbing than that, Jamie. There's like some like dead body ones and shit. Don't you yeah, look? Look at this. Look at this one. What the fuck is this, man? <laughs> look at this. It's a dude sitting at a plate uh, at a, a dinner plate okay, with a guy's like head on the plate. What's going on here? It's okay. Zoom up again. It's yeah, like, just go, it's, like a, it's like go a Roman the, soldier. So we see the whole thing. It's a Roman soldier. He's smirking. He's um, he's a guy has his head decapitated. There's a bowl of what Jewish stars, yeah. the Star of David, and then there's like what the f yeah, and the salt and pepper shaker are like rocket ships. Is yeah, that what's going on? Fucking crazy. The guy's got an apple. The guy's head is cut off. It's on a plate. There's an apple in his mouth. Okay, so let me ask you, Joe. You you have your show where you get drunk and you critique UFC fights. You have this show. You yeah. have all these forms of expression. You have stand-up uh, stand comedy every night. Do you think like art is like the best? Like Not for like, uh, like uh, monetizing reasons or fans or whatever, just... When I draw something and I express, and I don't have to like write literally, and mm -hmm. I just go, wow, and that, that fucking brushstroke, it captures exactly what's going on. Isn't that like the best feeling? Like, I don't know what's going on in that Kevorkian shit, but <laughs> that must, guy must have had so much shit that like that release of like painting shit like that is just like, it's so therapeutic to me. Like, yeah, there's definitely something beautiful about creating something. Cause you know that like it didn't exist before you put your attention to it. You put your attention to that piece of paper or that piece of clay or whatever you're creating. And you, you made something out of it and it existed because you put your attention to it and whatever it is inside of you. Right. 
whatever creativity is it's undefined it's like you're you're god creating something out of nothing you know like there's there's nothing here and you create it and then like just not to harp on it or sound you know it's just with the young people you know because i'm sure young people talk to you all the time and i don't i don't want to sound delusional saying oh it's easy for you or guys like joe but the saddest thing is when you enslave yourself at such a young age and throw yourself into like yes there's people that need to be parking meter cops there's people that need to be work at ad, ad agencies or whatever but it doesn't need to be you it doesn't need to be me but it doesn't it, need to be the person who's listening to me that i'm saying it doesn't need to be you it doesn't right. need to be you yeah. there's a lot of fucking people man right and so somebody will fall prey to that trap this is this is like my best advice on that whole thing it's yeah, there's people that follow that trap. It's like, you're young. You can fuck up and you'll mm-hmm. still be young. Like, and then try again. And it's like, I, I get, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of people that are like your fans. They go, oh, you did it. And I, you're my idol and I worship you and this and that. And so you did it. So that makes me feel like I can do it. And my whole thing with that is f- like the whole, like, follow your dreams. Definitely follow your dreams, you know, like definitely go for like your dreams and everything. But like what gets my dick really hard is like when i'm at ihop and the guy takes my pancake order and he's like you know we have three new different syrups for that and like if you do this that's a better combo and he knows his job and he runs to get me the syrup and i'm like this guy maybe doesn't want to be ihop uh, waiter for his whole life but the time he's here he's passionate about it he's bringing all of his energy to it and then if ihop uh, waiter isn't ultimately what he ends up doing he's gonna bring that you know it's like just i like it try to do not everyone's going to be the best artist not everyone's going to be the best actor not every it's like so when your dreams get crushed are you you know it's like be fucking awesome at your job even if it's not what you like wanted to do and then like i don't know i i think about chefs a lot now because i'm friends with a lot of celebrity chefs that's not a fucking that you're a servant you make food for people that's not a glamorous thing which like my friends like David Chang and Bourdain. It's becoming more glamorous. Because they took a shitty job where it's like, fuck, I got to stand on my feet and wear these weird clog shoes all day and all these, eh, this is too salty and take it back. It's like a shitty job. You're like a servant, but they took that job and they made it glamorous. They fucking brought their fucking rock star passion energy to it. And now it's like, you know, I went to a chef convention, uh, this thing, Mad Symposium in Copenhagen and, I mean, there's guys with like knife tattoos and weird facial piercings, and I'm like, is this like a rock star convention or something? And and so well, they're yeah. artists. Well, yeah, and they brought that to that, and so I'm just like, be fucking dope at your job, whatever it is. Well, and I think being a chef is being an artist. I really do. I think yeah. it's cuisine is a form of art, and the right. different flavors that you can Definitely. put into someone's mouth. There's 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 an art to that. Without I I really learned that from Bourdain. Yeah, watching his show. Right. Like the, and the passion that he has for it like right. we, it, it's contagious it makes you and yeah guys like bourdain it. brought that to that brought it to your attention yeah. and so now it's like you meet kids that are like i want to be a chef when mm-hmm. i grow up and it's like that yeah that really didn't exist before you know it's long, it, it, everybody has something that they're really into some people are really into riding horses i couldn't give a fuck about riding horses right some people are really into you know fill in the blank right so it, it's a matter of what your personality fits best with right. and trying to pursue it one of the most insidious things right. that happens to young kids right. is not just the compromising early and falling into a slave job it's being saddled with debt right being saddled with debt right off the bat that right. happens so fucking often man right so often kids go to school and then they accrue 
fucking three hundred thousand dollars in in school debt and then they get out and they're fucked they're slaves and, and they almost did it to themselves yeah well L- like someone will tell them like look college isn't four years now it's more like five to six years yeah. you're gonna be like a quarter mil in the hole when you get out mm-hmm. and we're not gonna teach you anything here that's gonna teach you how to make money you're just gonna know a lot about psychology well especially or, if you're and, doing something technologically based right by the time you get out yeah. years later and these, that and, stuff's all yeah and a lot of these professors are like dinosaurs they're like teaching you some shit that's like irrelevant now yeah um, there's a lot of that for sure and it's just also the idea of wanting to figure out what you want to do with your life and having to choose at 18 right you're a baby right when you're 18 years old you're a baby you're, you're you've only been alive for 18 years that's right. nothing it's not even a, anything <laughs> it's your first in your the last couple years is the first years you've been able to make your own decisions right and all of a sudden you have to choose the, the course of your life then you got your parents harping on david right. you should be a doctor david <laughs> you should be a lawyer david you should do this you should do that well, for oh. the for the immigrant experience a little bit hard i mean every first of all everyone who's an american is an immigrant so it's right. like that ex- that experience the guilt level for the Koreans is like I escaped from North Korea for you to stick a bu- a gun in a girl's butthole and like you know they use right. that they're like the, th- the 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 tanks and the fucking bombs I had to dodge for you to come here and do Hong Dynasty like did your it, family come from North Korea no but I just no. say that it's more, it's more dramatic <laughs> I'm sure some someone uh, no but you know my dad right. has the fucking crazy escape story my mom has it too it's like. It's nuts, you know, and yeah, um, can since you brought up debt, can I speak for it for one second? Like, brought up debt, like yeah. being in debt sure. or whatever. So, I, I used to, I used to do this show, uh, Thumbs Up. I just f- did the fourth season a year ago. It's still not out yet, but what is it? It's just me hitchhiking across America. It's still not out. It's well, it's three seasons of it are out on Vice, oh, and then the okay. fourth one's like still being edited or whatever. It's. It, the, the whole premise of the show is hitchhike from one point A to point B, um, and you can't spend money on any anything. Like you, it's just to show, oh man, I'd love to have your life. I'd love to travel. I'm like, I've been hitchhiking since I was 15. I've only almost got raped twice. That's it. That's the worst that's ever happened. Only, and almost. Now, how close? A finger in the butt doesn't count, right? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> or am I? Uh, so it's just you know, it's it's weird now because I'm rich and I'm on the side of the road begging for a ride um but when i got to detroit um basically here let me just show you guys i'm gonna I'm what gonna, you got there i'm gonna bring out visual you got someone's head in that bag this is uh harry kim he's my partner on uh on a uh, thumbs up our show so you got a bag with his face on it yeah why not? okay cool. I, lo- I love him you matt you had this made so here's a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> This is a hundred thousand real dollars yeah this hundred thousand real dollars i never felt a hundred thousand dollars before oh shit it's kind of heavy yeah Damn, fat bricks. Cash, <laughs> baby, paper, get that paper, kid. <laughs> I like I like hip hop, uh, Joe. Um, so when I, I like to gamble, and when I got to um, Detroit, I didn't realize there was an MGM there. There's like MGM casino there, and so in the middle of filming Thumbs Up season four, you know, I I won ten grand at the casino, like, and I'm, what do I what do I need that for, you know? So I've I've never I've never been in Detroit before, or I've I haven't been in Detroit in I don't know since I was fifteen. You could buy Detroit for ten grand. It looks horrible. It's pretty bad. And I've been to these third world countries. People are like, oh man, look at like Bosnia, and the, I'm like, look at America. It looks horrible, and I couldn't believe. It. I was so shocked by it because you've heard stories about it, and I was like, I I got filmed with so much emotion. I, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna hide this money. 
and I just like threw it and like I hit it around, you know, like in like shitty areas. And I just put up a tweet. I said, "Hey, I just hit ten thousand in Detroit," and it's like. I heard about a guy doing that in San Francisco, and he's like, "Hey, if you find it, tweet it." And it's like this big social media experiment. I'm like, I'm not doing a social media experiment. I'm just like, "Hey, I'm fucking hiding money," and then, like, I, you know, I just walk around the block and I tell all the homeless people, "Hey, I just like threw like ten grand, and if you guys want to look for it, you know." And so, why not just give them the money? Why make it a fucking game? <laughs> that's true. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> games are fun. You know what? People are like I don't like to play games. I'm like I love playing games. They're fun. So anyways, the people who found the money, I'm sure didn't tweet about it and they're like the the backlash comes quickly. You fucking piece of shit fucking with poor people like that. This and Whoa. that. I'm like, "What? Cuz you didn't find the money?" You know? So, would it be fucking with people if you said that you hid the money and you didn't? That's what they're implying. And uh, I'm like, "What why would I do that? That's well, dumb, okay. you know?" So, I well, I like fucking with people, but what whenever i do shit with money i just get, you know i just give it away i don't i don't want to fuck with it's like hey here's a hundred <laughs> take it away i'm like i'm not doing that right so i'm a hoarder i don't know if you know that are you really yeah my my the the house that i live in is actually half the size of this room and i've lived there for 15 years and it's just people don't understand it because they're like you could live in a like a fucking mansion and have your own island and whatever and i'm like yeah but i that, i don't care you know so I haven't gambled since I, you know, since I went to rehab for gam gambling and had my heart attack and all that stuff. When did this happen? 35. So three years ago now. You um, went to rehab for gambling? I couldn't stop, man. And what, and, and what they had done with the limits, because in Vegas, like the most you can bet on certain things is like 25,000 a hand on blackjack or whatever, is they raised it for me because they knew how much money I was worth. And I could bet a quarter million a hand on blackjack. <laughs> So, you know, it could go pretty quickly. I mean, the shift's like, oh, I just won 10 million. Oh, I just lost everything, you know. How much did you lose? <clears throat> this is where the mercury poisoning comes in. Like, the, the height of my, my Vegas experience was, like, staying at the penthouse in every single casino, like all the high roller casinos, a harem of whores in each one, and just going downstairs and, like, winning 5 million here, going to, like, the next one going upstairs fucking like 10 girls in a row going downstairs winning 10 grand what's the most you ever paid a prostitute uh the most money i ever paid a whore um i like to say prostitute because i'm classy oh sorry sorry you know, notice how i say that Trying um, to be respectful. the sex worker the, the 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 most i ever offered a sex worker was um 10 grand she wasn't th this is a this is some vampire shit this is like when someone's not a sex Converter? worker yeah, it's like, hey, like, hey, not into Asian guys, don't want to fuck you at all. Like, I have no desire to fuck you, and you're really crass, you're a douchebag, you're crude. And I go, okay, so since, uh, since I'm not denying any of that, <laughs> um, so this is real money, like, this isn't a joke, like, I'll, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn you into a whore. I'm sorry. You said that to her? I'm gonna turn you into a sex worker. Did you say that to her? Yeah, it's actually all in this book. Oh yeah, this this book is all watercolors and the text messages with women that people have no idea that because they don't believe me. See my color chart here; it tells you what you are: stripper, single mom, <laughs> bush, like whatever. Um, can I read one? Just sure, one. It's, sure, it's sure. My favorite. So one. you did it with text messages? We converted her, or you did it eye to eye? Uh, oh, this one was uh, telephone because I met her. This is a this is a text message between me and a billionaire. Okay. I like at some point I just stopped selling my paintings. I was like I I just either give them to free to my friends or you can look it up for free on Instagram or you can buy my books that are cheap or you can go out 
and look at the murals I did. Like I didn't, I'm not on this planet to make really expensive art for rich people, you know? Right. So this guy's like, and you tell a rich guy he can't buy a painting. He's like, how much? Yeah, how much? So I write to him. He goes, I don't know how much higher I can go. 180,000 is my final offer. I don't know what else you want. No response for me. Okay, okay, I get it. You don't care about money, but I saw you hit it off with my wife. How much for, <gasps> how much night for a night with her? And I write, I don't know. Let me get my, my let me get her lips off my dick right now and I'll ask her. So it's like this is this is shit that happens that like people are like, "No, it didn't." And so yeah. Is he got? Is he playing? I mean, is this guy serious? Is he playing around? Oh no! Like you, you know, like when you get to that level of money, mm -hmm. like I know rich guys that like pay dudes to fuck their wives, and like just it gets Ooh. weird, you know. Hey, I was getting there. I so tell me about this girl, this ten thousand dollar girl. That oh, so so she doesn't believe me, right? And then I I take a picture. I go, I'm holding ten grand right now, and she goes, "Fuck you, you piece of shit!" Like you think you think like you can buy me? I go. Um, all right, fine, whatever. I don't think much about it. She calls me two months later, and the text two is... Two months? Two months later, and the, whatever happened... Hard times. Whatever yeah. happened in her life or whatever, two months goes by, I don't know, a month, maybe. I don't know, I have no idea. The text is, is the offer still good? Oh! And I don't even I don't, I don't. even know who the girl is. I go, who is this, and what, what are you talking about? She calls me, and she goes, you offering me 10 grand? And I go, no, it's five grand now. <gasps> and she goes... You piece. I go. I offered you ten grand when I was horniest and I was like, I, I was playing a game and I wanted it that bad. I'm like, I'm like, no vagina. The most any man should ever pay for a vagina is two grand. Like, the most. The most. Like you can, you know. But what about that Robert Redford movie with Demi Moore? That's <laughs> they should. Re in her prime. Yeah, they should remake it with uh, two grand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I, I play this game. It's a dumb game, but you know, I play with Asa and people on our show. It's like someone who's not a whore, right? A, a, a person who has a regular job, bartender, uh, fucking, I don't know, something where you make a like your your middle class. Mm -hmm. What does it cost? For a person who's not a prostitute, who's single, who has a normal job, to just go up to them and go, I will pay any amount of money to fuck you. Is it the Robert Redford movie? Is it mm -hmm. a million? And like, I go for a normal chick, like, I don't know, 20 grand maybe, 10 grand, 30 grand, something like. As long as they know that no one's going to find yeah, out. Yeah, no one will ever find that's out. That's the big thing. No, people yeah. don't, they just don't want the shame. Right. And that's the real problem with the whole idea of prostitution is the right. shame. And every girl I asked. They're like, I don't know, five grand, three grand, two grand. I'm like, whoa, I shot it way too high. Like all the guys always say something like 20 and up. Right. And all the girls that, or maybe it's just the women. Wait, in my all life. the guys, if you want to fuck the guy. No, no, no. When I ask guys, what do you oh, think? What of, do they think the number would yeah. be? Yeah. Now this girl, when you said now it's five grand, what did she say then? She said, go fuck yourself. And then and so she, you didn't have sex. No. Then she called me back. And then she came and she fucked me and then she didn't take the money and she left. And I, I thought she forgot. I said, Hey, you didn't take the money. It's still on the thing. She said, go fuck yourself. And then you know, oh, what? we have that a weird, it, and we still fuck now. We have a weird relationship. What a, what a good kid. Yeah. She's giving off freebies. Um, so she was basically attracted to you. I don't know. Some sort of a strange way. This is the, the worst answer. But when you say what's the most ever paid, it's with my soul and time. Like, this, <laughs> I mean, money, when money's no object for me, it's when people waste my fucking time and they play games with me and they suck my life force out. That's what costs me the most. You now, know? I want to get into something with you right. because you were involved in this gigantic fucking controversy. Right. And knowing you, <laughs> I, I know you and I know the way you communicate yeah. and I know the way you fuck around with things. And right. The way you talk about things you told a story 
on right. your podcast, DVD ASA, about getting a massage therapist right. to give you a blowjob. Right. And by forcing her head onto face, her dick. Face, face fucking her. <laughs> face fucking her. And everybody uh, decided that you were a rapist, that you had raped her, and that, you know, you, you f faced this massive amount of backlash <laughs> online. All right. Well, first of all, like, because I do the news, like... For Vice. For, for Vice right. and, and to see like if I if I interview a Norwegian general or something and he says something, we fact check it. We fact check the fact and it's like, oh, okay. And then it's like we're presenting ourselves as news people. Mm -hmm. It has to be accurate. Now, people who just like some, I don't know, like the TMZ Paris Hilton, uh, Perez Hilton type of shit where it's like, we heard this mm -hmm. and then they just, it's all like, this guy's a piece of shit and it's just all gossip, rumor stuff. I'm not even trying to defend myself. Like I totally fucked up on that end. My shit, you, your shit is live. My shit is not live. Um, when I record a show, I record usually five to six hours, three shows back to back, because we're not around a lot. And um, you release like one a week. Well, yeah, we did two a week for a year and a half, and then it's like, hey, the, the show. I don't know, like, I, I know the first time I came on your show, you're like, I don't like to talk about my wife or my family, this and that, and, like, that's where you draw the line. My thing is I don't have a line. Like, I'll talk about anything. And I noticed that um, my my life, I started to, like, in true artist form, be extremely self-destructive. Forget about, like, talking about heads of companies and this and that. It's like, wow, I'm really, like, oh, my God, this girl that I just met won't fuck me. Oh, I heard you say horrible stuff about, like, this and that. Like, I'm throwing myself under the bus constantly, you know, with my own show. And were you doing it to get a reaction when you were doing all this stuff? Yeah, or? basically what happened was my friend who's a lawyer said, dude, you're getting into a lot of trouble. And when I say, so I'm, I'm like, here's a show I don't have to do at all. Mm -hmm. It's costing me money, time, headache. There's like weird stalkers hanging out outside. You know, it's like it was getting bad. Um, it was ruining my life. And... And everyone's like, why are you doing it? And I'm like, because it feels good. Because it's impulsive. Because I like it. You it's know? wild. Um, so he goes, look, there's a lot of people that you're talking about that they, they don't want you to talk about them. Right. They have real lives. They have real jobs. I'd say almost every like celebrity we've had on our show has asked to take the show down or have it edited. <laughs> Except for Joe. Joe was cool. Um, but uh, he said, look. If you want to tell a story about, like, like, let's say Michael Jordan. I don't know Michael Jordan, but, like, say you were friends with Michael Jordan and you want to tell a story about Michael Jordan, and it's not, say, a famous white baseball player. So then it's, like, still a famous person, you know? Mm -hmm. He's like, change the race. Ch if the point of the story isn't who it is and but what happened, right. and change the race, change the um, uh, when it happened, and change, like, as many details without fucking up right, the story, right, you know? Right. And so... And it was our third show of the day, and my show was like chaotic. I mean, you've been on. There's like six people talking over each other at the same time, and I was trying to tell the story, and no one was paying attention. And I don't listen. Like when this show ends, do you listen to yourself? No, I never listen to myself. And that was the one time where I was like, man, these guys aren't listening. So I exaggerated a little. I every all the bad shit that happened to me, I deserved it. I never should have told the story the way I told it. I should have never like whatever anyway, you were you just okay it, anyways i'm like whatever i'm not a rapist so and it's like well that's what all rapists say i'm not a fucking rapist like i've never like right and then people started lumping me in with terry richardson i'm like 
nobody came out of the woodwork because I don't fucking treat people like that, you know? Right. And it's like, oh, he face fucked her. I'm like, the the number one thing, because I have been in prison five times, is everyone, because of growing up with like these movies, American Me, whatever, you, whenever I go to jail is I'm like, I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm the, the minority in prison. Who, someone's going to try to rape me, you know? So then I think, then the, 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 would you rather get fucked in your mouth or your ass? Or, you know, like those kind of questions. And yeah, I've been to prison five times. No one's ever tried to, I don't know, really try to fuck my ass or face fuck me. But Did that disappoint you? A little bit. I felt a little bit, uh, you know, I'm like, come on. Not a bad looking guy. Like, but the fuck? show ended and, uh, and my manager comes <laughs> in and goes, do you ever listen to your own show? I go, no. He goes, that was the worst sounding. Sh like he goes, I know you. You, you sort of exaggerated and told that story weird like may, you should just cut that out i'm like well then i would be a hypocrite just put it out no one gives a shit anyways then you know like all these blog gossiping bullshit and they've blow it out of proportion and i'm like wow the show that i created in the first place like I, what happened was i went when all this facebook shit happened i went on howard stern where i talked for two hours unedited right and it was live then i went on barbara walters and she butchered my thing and just took out like tidbits of parts. out of context yeah and i was like fuck this i'm gonna have my own show where no one can ever fuck with me because it's gonna be from my perspective when and what i did was Walters. i fucking shot myself in <laughs> i'm like the only I'm, a, I'm the only person ever fucking person in a sex scandal where there's no victim except for myself and i, and, <laughs> and I did it to myself i'm like uh, there's no fucking one coming for they're like wait the the feminists are like wait till this chick comes forward and we're gonna all get behind her and pay her legal fees because dave's rich and i'm like no one's coming forward like there's nobody there it's like like the girl likes me and i face fuck her like every week now it's like <laughs> it's like face fucking is not rape it's like oh, oh, oh. it's like fun they like <laughs> you know what happens when you don't want to face fuck somebody you bite their dick off that's what happens like that and, can happen that is an option um <laughs> So, like, when you were doing it, is it just you just get caught up in the moment? You're just trying to be entertaining? Are you trying to uh, to just to be controversial, to be exciting? I just got, I just got, I was really tired. This is, like, this is exactly what happened. Every, no one, I was losing control of the show. And, like, look, everyone always goes, why don't you just do your own show? You fucking talk forever. Why, did, why don't you do a show like, you know, Adam Carolla or Joe's where it's just like you and like one other person or two other people? Why do you have like 10 guys on your show, you know? And so I was just losing control of the show. It was tired. It was late. And I was like, I'm going to say something a little bit more exaggerated so that they'll perk up their ears, which it did. They're right. like, oh, you know, and then look, uh, and, and then the shit storm started and it's like, I was like. Well, who cares? Like, I didn't do it. I didn't do yeah, anything. Yeah, but from their point of view. No, no, no. So, but think of about course. it from the point of view of people that are listening to that and, you know, the, the whole concept of rape culture. Right. You're promoting First of rape. all, can I just say during that whole thing, Joe is like the, like the only one of like my celebrity buddies that like called me and was like, just, he was a good friend. So, thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. I, I, you know, first of all. I don't know if you raped somebody, but I don't think you ever would. You just, I, I, can't. I could be wrong. Obviously, you could be wrong, but I listened to your explanation of it, and I know what it's like when you're doing a podcast because sometimes you're just trying to be entertaining. I've right. seen people exaggerate stories. I right. know, I know, I've been on podcasts before where people have told stories that I know what really happened, right. and they're trying to make it better right. by adding a little to it. But the way you did it was like if you pretty and, crazy. Yeah, if you and me went through some crazy shit and like we were like, let's talk about it without 
getting right. that guy in trouble, then we have to change some yeah. details. You got to dance around and yeah. turn into a rape session. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but to the people that listen to it, I right. ki- I kind of see their point. Oh, when I went, like I said, right? when I went back and heard it, it sounds horrible. Right. Like I, that's why I'm like everyone who like got down on me. I, I'm sorry. Like I deserve, like knowing who I am. And then, like, hearing, like, that thing, uh-huh. I was like, whoa, that sounds bad. Like, so, you know, but my my defense, my delusional defense of, like, but I didn't do it. It's like, if I, if I said anything, it just sounds, anytime anyone sounds tries to defend themselves, it sounds horrible. I was like, whatever. I mean. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. So. Um, and I understand it from a point of someone who does podcasts, too, that you can say things sometimes that you don't mean it even. You're just trying to be fun or titillating or in your case trying to be really controversial to change the the tone of the room you just fucked up you know patrice o'neill was talking about something once we were talking about people trying to be funny that sometimes people say like really offensive things that they're they're trying to be funny and it fails and that they're a horrible person and he's like but if they said something that wasn't offensive and funny and it, it and it succeeded and made you laugh right it comes from the same place. It right. comes from this place of trying to make something entertaining. Well, we and say, you make mistakes you, when you're doing things live. Look, you've been on our show, and once I, 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 want, I need to go back to the North Korea America thing. It's like, I know I'm not a murderer. I know I'm not a racist. So why can't I say like AIDS jokes? Or it's like mm-hmm. I, I get it now. It's like, oh well, you're in, you have a responsibility. People will hear that and think, you know, it's like when I'm with Asa and we're not on the air and we're just saying the worst shit to each other. It's like who cares? Well, it's you're not also true. dealing with Asa Akira, right. who's like one of the most hardcore <laughs> of hardcore porn stars right. ever. Right. So like her tolerance level and her, what she thinks is funny and controversial is so different. Well, that's what has happened. Is hanging out and i'm not blaming Asa. it's like i have a lot of porn friends and i have a lot of disturbed yoshi like a lot of disturbed people <laughs> and so when we fuck with each other you know and you know comedians and like like you start to forget that there's normal people out there <laughs> that they don't, i know yeah you're like oh yeah. wow like that like you know me and my friends when we get together horrible like like this is I told you about Steve Lee and, and Bill Bill Poon doing the Macau Brothers. So Steve's the lead singer of my band now. I started a band called Mongchi with Money Mark from the Beastie Boys. Steve never gets laid. He fucks a pocket pussy every night, right? And so I say, hey, dude, if if something happens with our band, you're gonna start. You're the lead singer. You're gonna start getting laid all the time, and you put pussy way up on a pedestal, like. He gets so distracted if a girl likes one of his photos on Instagram. He's like, Dave, look at her. And I go, hey, like, you got you to gotta concentrate on, like, learning these lyrics. Like, like get into this shit. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take you to Vegas. We're going to have an old, old school, like, when I was in the height of my gambling, we're going to have an old school orgy, and you're going to fuck nonstop. And you're going to learn that pussy is, it's just sex. It's not like this, th- you know? And he's like, I'm all for that, Dave. So... Thumbs up. I'll show, you, I'll show you a cool video after. So, so we go to Vegas and he's getting his dick sucked by two women at the same time going, Dave, this is amazing. Oh my God, this is so warm and wet. This is like the best feeling ever. Like, and it's, it, it's, uh, it's, he's having the best time. And, and, and he's like, oh wow, I've never had a threesome before. I go, there's another one coming. So he had like one threesome after the next. He's just, and, I, and like I'm on, on the bed just filming it for him because I'm like, I'm like, dude, you you'll want to watch this later. I'm like, every every time you think like, oh, like this girl, whatever, like, right, th- like just remember you getting one ball in her mouth, one ball in this other chick's mouth, and uh, 
You ever see, this is a little bit off topic, but you ever see that Seinfeld where um, the guy converts to Judaism so he could t- tell Jew jokes? So <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting on the bed filming Steve get his dick sucked by two women and one of them stops and, she, and he starts fucking one chick and she's like, look at his butt, it's so cute. I go, yeah, Steve's got a really cute butt. And she goes, should I stick my finger in it? And she, I go, yeah, go for it. And he goes, no, no, don't do it, exit only. But he's still fucking the girl. So she goes, <laughs> so she spits a loogie in his ass and I go, I'm going to stick my finger in his ass. Oh! So I stick my finger in his ass and I go, can I start saying fag jokes now? I'm like, I'm pretty much committed <laughs> a, a gay act. And uh, hey, you can't say, say fag. And I go, but I'm, I did something gay right now. Um, so I don't know. It's like, yeah, your tolerance level and your, your level of like, what is acceptable? Yeah, I come back, I tell people this shit. And then we found out, find out that Bill who fucked like 30 hookers can't, he's 53. He can't come. I go, what do you mean? He goes, I don't use my hands and I wear women's underwear and I use the, the tightness of the band around my boner and I twerk back and forth until I come and I go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so then we made another TV show that we haven't filmed yet, which is, I go, wait, so when you fuck hookers? Yeah. I go, that doesn't feel good to you? He goes, no. I go, then why? Come then. Why don't you come? He goes, and so I go, your thing is psychological. You, you what is it he's like and i go is it something like where you feel like the girl doesn't deserve your cum or something so i made a whole new tv show for him called girlfriend experience and i'm sending him to columbia and i paid a model like that looks like sofia vergara bill if you're listening like you know not the most attractive guy like a short short like um very fat nerdy looking asian guy with a girl like basically i told the girl you can't ever talk about money you have to trick him and pretend like you're his girlfriend for 30 days. Oh, God. And then see if he finally comes. So it's like the whole TV show. If you fuck 30 hookers and you don't... Basically, sorry, that's my life now. So that feels normal. So when I talk about this shit with you or my friends, it's like, whatever, that's weird. We just talked about an Asian guy that twerks in in women's panties to come. And, and then you're like, oh, wait, maybe this isn't polite dinner conversation. Maybe, like, my worldview's a little bit skewed and it's <laughs> a little... You know, it's like... You know, it's like, um, you know, I'm not the best person to bring to like a dinner party with wives and stuff, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely not polite dinner conversation. Right. So it's like, I don't know. And you've been on our show. It's like when, when you go in the room and the doors close and then everyone just starts fucking, you just like, you're like, you forget that another world exists, you know? Yeah. When everybody starts talking about crazy shit, yeah. you, you sort of like get into that mode and it becomes acceptable. Like right. if you're around people that never swear and someone right. walks in the room and says, fuck, it's like, oh, right. oh my goodness. Right. But if you're around people that are constantly swearing, you don't even, it doesn't even like this conversation here, right. nothing, nothing's registered. Right. Like when you, and I, you'll say this fucking this or that yeah. it means nothing. But if the president said it in a speech, right. you personally be like, right. whoa, he just said fuck. And so I was like, you get I, used to it. maybe I gave myself too much credit. I'm like, Hey, I have, I've developed my, you know, I've branded myself as a fucking crazy artist guy and I mm-hmm. can do anything. And I'm like, Oh, I guess not. You know, it's like, <laughs> you, you, you know, like when you tell someone you're an artist, like it's sort of like free, like you can do whatever. Like but I find not rape. That's where I mean, know you're victimized. Well, I someone. found out. Yeah. Like you made my, a mistake. My whole thing is like, I'm around a lot, you know, and it, I'm not saying this at all to get sympathy, but like I get raped all the time. I like women grab and touch me and do shit to me that I don't want. And it doesn't count because I'm a guy and I'm not, I'm not even, please, please. I'm not saying it all because like, I like it. 
whether it's rape or not it's like yeah i got molested all this shit it's like how's it molesting you if you like it because i because i don't want it and then it's like i like that i don't joe are we so simple (laughs) that we can't have uh, conflicting emotions at the same time i love and hate you at the same time no when it starts i'm like i definitely don't want this chick to be touching me and then it's like then it feels good uh, well i'm a sick person i'm a sick demented person and well that was part of what you were talking about when you were talking about this experience like you were talking about the fact that it might be kind of rapey was what got you off and you were saying that again you're around a bunch of fucking perverts well who are well, all also was trying to say, take it to the next level also was like so you're a rapist and i was like yes i'm a rapist and it's like no i'm not a rapist right. but it's like i don't we're, i know i'm not so i'm we're joking and you yeah. kind of forget also that a lot of other people that don't understand your sensibility are going to be listening to this right exactly you assume that the people that get it are like like on my message board, my message board is like right. this ridiculous message board, and right. some some of the subjects are just so like. But everybody kind of understands the tone of the board, so they'll right. say something really fucked up. And right. if it was on any other message board, people might like read it and go, "What the fuck did this guy just say?" But it became normal. Well, yeah, I still am not there yet. It's like when I have when I get new fans from like being on the Bourdain show, or if I'm reporting the next Cold War coming, that's serious shit. And then they come over, they're like, oh, I like this guy. I wonder what else he's up to. Rape. And they're like, whoa, <laughs> fuck. Right. Uh, you know, so it's like, I don't know. But that, they'll figure it out eventually. That's right. you. I mean, you're still you. You're still doing the same but shit, can obviously. I just say something about that? It's like, if someone's not a rapist, it's like, it's, it's such a huge fucking thing to call someone that when they're not. And it's like, you're literally like ruining that guy's life. But how would they know that you're not a rapist? That's the problem. They would assume that you are. I, I saw people that I know call you a rapist. And I was like, oh, this is a mess. I'm like, you don't even know me. Like, it's like. But they're basing it on what you said. Right. And that's so true. it's right, right. your fault. Yeah, it is. Right? It's, we both agree I, with zero that. Zero defense, no fault. From what I said, it sounds horrible. You know me. You're like, Dave's just being there. Yeah, like, I know your whole thing. Right. Your style of communicating. And I know that show, which is crazy. <laughs> I love your show. I love your show. I love the Hong Dynasty shit. I love all this wacky shit you do. Because Thank you. I really think, look, you want to other s- than the rape stuff, yeah. I really think it's important to have a guy like you out there. Thank that's you. That's pushing the boundaries. I think what you said about Jackie Chan, it's funny, but it's fucking important. Right. Because in, in terms of like identifying and, and, and and communicating about racism right. that's a real racist thing right. and for a person who's asian that's right. got to be kind of fucked up it is it is kind of fucked up and it's like that i there's just, a charlie sheen out there that's right. banging hookers right and it's like yeah go charlie yeah but then you do it and it's like oh dave's creepy but it's it's the the people that like come at me the most asian women they're mad at you yeah they're mad at me it's like you're fucking white chicks that's why <laughs> But if you're all Asian all the time. But this is what like it's done. Get in on the gravy it's train. like, oh, is Dave full of shit or this and this and this? So, like I said, during the height of that like crazy Vegas era, I would be going to Vegas all the time with like a hundred grand, a million dollars, and like a pillowcase in my backpack. It's <sighs> much that looks like this. You went to Vegas with a million dollars in oh, a yeah, pillowcase all the time, all oh the my time. God. And so. That's the most money I've ever seen in my life, by the way. I've never seen $100,000 So check this out, Joe. I'm cleaning my room for the first time in seven years since I lived in my hoarder's nest. It's just just filthy. I find a shoebox, and I'm like, oh, 100 grand from the Vegas era. And I go, fuck, you know, Critter, I don't want to get into how much shit he does for me, but I, I sat here tearing him down about what a horrible personal trainer. He does 
shit that like I can't even talk about here. That's like the he's the he's my I love lime him. shovels he, hole. Yeah. So I just I just gave him this. I was like, you take this because you're the fucking man. He's like, I don't want your dirty money. He's like, I don't I don't get I'm not I'm not a whore. Like I'm not gonna get paid for the whatever. So I was like, let's do it for all the people that go. If I was I know a hundred thousand dollars isn't a like million dollars but it's like it's just a lot of money it's good get a kid out of debt whatever yeah. and so all these people complaining well if i was rich or this and that or or it's easy or because i did so this hundred grand cash like this i'm just going to give it to someone okay it's not like some weird like oh fill out this form and we take half or right. i'm just going to give it to you but you have to go around the united states and you got to do all i critter put all these clues in place and, pe and immediately they're like well we're not rich like you i go i've traveled around the united states for nothing and they're like oh well like we, we have lives we have jobs i go it's a hundred thousand dollars that's why you would do it and so and with all this shit they're like we never even know if this guy's serious or not so i'm putting a hundred grand up in this critters cross-country cash contest scavenger hunt that's what it's called 10 people are playing only 10 10 people are playing i bet there's more now well yeah i mean i wanted critters to <laughs> cross country cash contest, contest. All, all the details are at dvd dvdasa.com it's five cc critters cross country cash five c's okay here's the problem with that yeah your dvd asa page anybody can go there and just fuck <laughs> with it no the contest is the only thing on the oh, thing okay. that you can't fuck with you can't fuck with that and can you so change the threat level you could do it right now. You Someone can change. can change the threat level? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember when that was like a big deal? Like every day. I've been talking about this lately with my friends. My threat level's at, what, orange all the time, man. It's bad. Do you remember when it was like that, though? Like every day you'd look at the news, a yeah. terrorist threat level would be in well, the Well, that news. was closer to like 9-11. Shit was so ridiculous. And it makes people like uneasy and stuff. Oh, of you course. Know? That's the point of it. And it's also a good thing for the news. Right. Did you hear threat levels at orange? Right. Oh, motherfuckers. Right. Those goddamn Arabs. Joe, I love you. I love you too, man. You're buddy. a fucking awesome guy, man. You really, you're a good dude. I really, it helps me to come on the show and talk to you about this stuff because I know, like, you go through a lot of the similar shit. Like, everyone wanted to know, like, like why I'm so calm in the last three months. It's because I took my show down, and it's not for any reason that people think. It's like literally, like, I was sitting at home one day and like there was a glitch on our website and they're like, oh, the next episode can't go, go up tomorrow. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, we gotta call a guy and fix this thing. And then I was just sitting there and thinking, I was reading a comic book and I was like, I don't have to do this. No. Like, I don't have to do this. And like, I don't know what your fans are like, but like my fans are horrible. Like, that's why, <laughs> that's why Critter's here today. I knew if I showed this money, like maybe someone's going to drive here right now. So, you know. Well, I think that you, you're always going to have some horrible people that are out there. No you matter have what you do. First of all, you have great fans because every time I do your show, I go outside, I go to the supermarket. They're like, heard you on Joe? And they're so nice. Our fans are fucking great too, but then there's like that handful of like, if I talk about something, then they'll definitely go out of their way to like, like if I try to like mask the girl that I'm talking about without uh -huh. giving away her identity, they'll put the clues together, figure out who it is, call her and be like, hey, Dave said horrible shit about you. They're usually wrong. And they right. just live to sabotage me. Why do you think that is? I honestly try to figure that out. Like I don't watch a lot of television, but like, you know how there's like, all this like reality TV, the Kardashians and all this shit, the housewives and people are like, I hate this show, but I can't stop watching. I really feel like there's people that hate me that watch everything I do. I could be wrong about this. And then like, just, I get excited and I'm like, cool. I have a show where I could talk about anything. I talk about it. And then I find out like we did a couple episodes in big bear and I was like, cool. We're doing shows in big bear. 
while we're doing the shows in Big Bear, because we said that, someone went online, found out the address of the thing, blasted it on the line, wrote the manager and said, hey, there's a disgusting porn star and a fucking rapist artist there doing, you know, and the landlord calls us and he's like, hey, like, what? what's the, like, we're trying to have this, like, we spent a million dollars building this, like, nice resort honeymoon Big Bear Ranch and you guys are turning it into what? And I'm so like, was this post the internet controversy or pre? After, after. Post. So, um, so I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. Like well, I'm, you got to s- assume that then people are looking at you as a target. They're going after you. Right. And But I'm also like, like I said, I don't need to be put making painting right. this bright fucking bullseye on me all the time. Right, right, right. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a vacation. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. You yeah. Know? Well, you're, but we're back. We're up you gotta there. do it again. Well, it's up there. there it's back. There's our disgusting DVDSA Wikipedia page, and are you yeah. recording new episodes? Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, I never stopped. I never stopped recording. <laughs> like I never, like we have like thirty, fifty episodes. I don't even know. So the entire time you're just recording them and not releasing them. Yeah, if someone shot me in the head today, I'd have like like a year's worth of podcast to just. That's throw. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you can't stop this shit, motherfucker. You can't stop this shit. DVDA safe forever. Fuck, man. I love people are going to be very happy. People were very bummed out on my website, my really? message board. People were very bummed out that you took your show down. Well, I'm like, I'm always like, who gives a shit? Like, you know, it's people like, do. But, people give a shit. I, but you got to understand, okay, as your friend, this yeah. this this persona that you've created, you who you are, you your actual human existence, who right. you are, and then on top of that. All the hyperbole, exaggeration, and fun, and chaos, and all the stuff that you're doing, all the right. machine guns and buttholes, and all this chaos, <laughs> you're automatically going to attract a certain amount yeah, of I've, unsavory attention. I've and, learned that now. Well, it's also, plus, people are fucking haters. There's a lot of oh, haters yeah. out there. And there's a lot of people- It just makes me stronger. They want- to not like something right they they're looking for something to distract them from the miserable existence that they're caught up in and then there's also people that think hey this guy's a piece of shit rapist i have a target now and then they go after you because of that well how do you deal with it i'm not a piece of shit rapist no i'm not saying you're (laughs) a very nice person i'm just saying i know you have crazy fans you're always gonna get crazy people you're always gonna get a certain amount of them and i try one of the reasons why i mean i assume one of the reasons why the people that like this show are so nice. My fans are so nice. It's because I'm a nice person. And I'm you a, can also fuck them up. But I just, well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> people could shoot you. Like, right. You know, the people always say, oh, if I was you, I would go kick people's asses. Right. That doesn't last. You right. know, you pick kick people's asses. They don't like that. They shoot right. you. They stab you. They run you over the car. Right. Just be nice. Yeah. Like, if you, martial arts is supposed to be about developing your character, about right. figuring out how you overcome difficult obstacles and how that makes you a better person. To not fight. That's what it is for me. Right. So it's not about that, but it's also about being confident so you don't have to worry about as many people kicking your ass. There's always going to be some people that can kick your ass, no matter who you are, really. Right. Unless you're at the top of the fucking heap. And then you're only at the top of the heap for a certain amount of time. Right. I mean, when Cain Velasquez beat the fuck out of Brock Lesnar, everybody was like, Jesus Christ. Right. You could be a guy like Brock Lesnar, right. and somewhere out there, there's this badass dude with brown pride tattooed on his chest who just beats the shit out of you. There'll always be someone that... There's always going to be someone, most right. likely. I think you put out a certain energy and you get back a certain energy. Well, like it's and the, you, there's always it's the metaphor I said in high school. I fought like almost every weekend, didn't win ninety percent of them, still did it. So it's like that's if that uh, says anything about you. There's nothing. I mean, be, short of like putting a bullet in my head, there's nothing 
like you you getting in that that black guy putting you in the thing and humiliating you it's like i've been embarrassed humiliated i've been called a rapist i've lost love and finance and i've anything bad you can do to me i've been in jail i've almost gotten raped you know like it's like there's nothing you can do to me that i haven't done worse to myself you know but you've like, grown from all this stuff right I think so. Have you grown from this personal experience? This I think experience? So. I think so. The rapist experience? <laughs> Vir- the v- virtual rapist experience? Yeah. Um, but yeah. You, you know that putting that out there now, even though it's I, innocent look, and you're trying to entertain. Look, when I, like the the stand-up thing that I threw up on VidMe, it's mm-hmm. like the first time I tried it. Like I'm, you could see I'm shaky. I'm trying to find words. Like I broadcasting i don't know how many episodes you're up now like 600 or something like and and you've been on tv you're, like i i've been a quiet guy drawing werewolves my whole life right and i've just started to do sh- this shit i'm trying to figure out who i am i'm trying to you know i'm uh, i'm i'm learning and, well, I'm, and, I, and i don't something. mind i don't mind people judging me as i learn and i know that's gonna happen with the haters and stuff but it's like look if you want to hate on me go ahead i'm like i'm sorry if it didn't turn out exactly the way you wanted i'm sorry if i offended you actually i'm not i'm not sorry if i offended you <laughs> but it's just like you know i'm lear- i'm learning i have my heroes like stern and whoever growing up it's like uh, there's a little bit of emulation but then there's also like i want to be my own person so i'm I'm trying you know i'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out my voice and in the meantime like yeah i'm falling i'm failing here so i, I hopefully i'm learning from this experience well it's also the th- there's an i don't know if there's an art or a skill to being in the public eye and expressing yourself because i have not mastered that yet <laughs> <laughs> but this this shit that we all do and i know you know you hang around with guys that i know like bobby who's fucking crazy bobby right. lee's crazy and there's there's shit that bobby and i have done just hanging out at the comedy store right. to make each other laugh right well bobby said like ridiculously dark fucked up shit dark to me, shit. and i'll howl laughing right i know he's not being on but if anybody else came along and right. didn't know bobby and heard him say that right it could be misconstrued and, and when you're broadcasting it to the whole world and that's you're what inviting, is. <laughs> yeah you're inviting a bunch of people who don't know you as a human right you know yeah no that's ex- i mean you that if that what you just said is a commercial for my show it's like we say some fucking horrible shit and it's like if you're if you're part of the family if you're part of the whole like you you're in on it then you get it if you're just like oh i saw him on hbo let me check him out you're like what the fuck did i just hear right now you know maybe you should hire someone to go (laughs) over all the dvd asas as you do them and then at the end of the episode go what do you got for me well you said you raped someone oh i definitely didn't do that let me explain (laughs) i was bullshitting there well you you know you you said you robbed some gangsters and you fucked them in the ass with a dildo well i didn't right but i can't talk about that we have we, we solved the problem i didn't i don't need to hire anyone dvd say if if you uh if if you go to dvdasa.com you can or like listen to it on itunes or whatever but if you want to watch it it's on that vidme site now because mm-hmm. like we i don't want to censor anything we broadcast from an insane an insane asylum now it's from in, a real insane from asylum? inside an insane asylum and so it's like <laughs> hey guess what We're all was, crazy. i'm fucking crazy how do you get to an insane you, asylum look, look, look at the thing right now okay hey big bucks gets you whatever you need really yeah check it out where where does it say it this this is a whole thing now it's all black dicks ever since the show started (laughs) your entire website has been changed um i'm looking for it where what am i looking at um just hit like uh so we're calling it all the old shows it's it's the new dvd essay so it's like saga 2 
and then if you just click on it, you'll see what the inside of the room this looks like. This is a shit website, buddy. It's horrible? Okay, Saga <laughs> 2. Yeah. Saga 2, Chapter 1, The Ranch, that. Part W, Sardines, sh- Chapter 2, Sardines. Here, I'll show you what it looks like. <laughs> um, but what are we looking for here? Oh, yeah, just play it off YouTube or Vidme or whatever. I'll show you that it's, they're all inside an insane... It's insane. probably crashing right now because all the people going to it. <laughs> That's probably what's happening. You probably got thousands of people visiting it right now. Yeah, I mean, it's we put it up on YouTube, but it's censored, and then we have it on VidMe uncensored. The the episode two right now, there's a chick with like thirty four G's or I don't know the biggest real tits I've ever seen in my life. So a lot of people it's, watching this. They kept flopping up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. Um, so how did you get you? So you paid them. To let you get into this. I said, look, zone? man, uh, instead of ha- like you said, like oh, that's that definitely crossed my mind. I was like, I'm just going to hire someone. We're not live. Right. We're delusional. <laughs> we say dark shit at the end of the ep- episode. Have like a lawyer go, hey, that you guys went too far. And I'm like, right. good. Like that always makes me feel good. Like, you know, I'm 40. I'm 38 years old. I just started a punk band with Steve Lee and whatever. My dad heard it. And he's like. I've never been more embarrassed of you in my life. Because <laughs> I have a Korean song where I was like, Pangu Mogole, Pangu Mogole. It's like, you want to eat my fart? You want to eat my fart? He's like, you're a grown man. You're a grown man. And you just did, like, that is so disgraceful to my country. You're my son. And he's like, I'm begging you. as your f- I'm a fucking grown man. He's like, right. I'm begging you as your father. Take that song down. And I'm like, yes. Yes, I did something right. You know, it's like... Um, so instead of having a guy paid uh, to be like, take this episode down or edit this thing, I'm like, let's just broadcast live from a fucking insane asylum. I don't think that's a real disclaimer, though. <laughs> I think especially since you've come on this just, show I know and it's you've not. said- I know it's not, Joe. <laughs> 5150, right? Just hire somebody. I have, don't know. Have one of your employees just go over everything with a fine-tooth comb and then apologize at the end of every episode. I just do everything as or if don't. as if one of these nut jobs is going to kill me one day. It's wow. just like stack the podcast, stack you the shows. You have that many nut jobs. This is all the the negative nut jobs are all post this, right? No, I mean this is. I mean I've had critter for for a few years now. Right, like, but I mean the negative nut jobs they've escalated. No, no, because no. Of all I've this? Ha- I've had haters in my entire life. You know. Well, like, people look at you like you're not just a talented artist you're a talented artist that got some crazy break where you you but illustrated the, the facebook offices they I, gave you a shitload I'm of money i'm not gonna deny that the facebook thing was a crazy break but i've made millions of dollars in like everything i've ever wanted to do and so it's like did i get a crazy break over and over again or did i just bust my ass and like you know just fucking go for it you know well, you you've been very successful and right you got a crazy break. Oh, yeah. I've been very successful and that. And then so when anything happens, they're like, oh, well, like I said, the way right. I started the show. Oh, well, he's rich. I'm like, well, what about my entire life up until then? Like, was People that a- People love to marginalize right. folks. People love to find some way where you're not better than them. Right. The know? difference with the Facebook thing in my life before was nobody knew how much money I had. So when they went to my hoarder's house, like I had millions already. Mm-hmm. I already sold out a million dollar art show in London. I had millions from gambling. And like, but nobody knew. Right. And I was like, so I can still, like, that's the best. Right. That's the best combo. You get to live a normal life, but you're fucking rich as shit. And then. So you were rich before the Facebook shit even went down. I didn't have hundreds of millions, but I had a few million. And I was like, cool. That's more than I ever thought I would make. Right. I was, I'm selling paintings for a couple hundred grand. Like it was awesome. I go to Vegas and win a hundred grand. It was like, it was a very good life. 
But now it's like, you know, if I go now my, it's public. Now it's like, give me if I open my email right now, it's give me money, give me money, give me money. <laughs> do you ever give people money? No, never. <laughs> I hide it. I do. Well, yeah. Well, I have a hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna give away, but they, they don't. I have to. I'm making you work a little bit for it. Right. The clues, the fucking clues for a critter's cash contest are like the dumbest, like easiest clues ever. <laughs> I was like, I want to make it all cryptic, like the game, and make it super hard. And I was like, no, I'm literally force feeding you the answers. Like, well, what if more than one person finds it? We have a whole thing. It's like. First of all, everyone thinks I'm hiding cash. I'm like, I already learned from the Detroit thing. I'm not hiding cash. I'm just going to give it to you. I'm hiding clues, which is a red dot that Critter spray painted at nearby the the place. Mm-hmm. You go there, you take a selfie of yourself in front of the clue with a, a, a current newspaper. And then the first 10 people, they get the points. And at the end, whoever has the most points. And right now, like I said, there's only like 10 people playing and it's like the points are scattered. So it's like anyone's game. And I'm wow. going to announce the winner on Halloween. And on uh, November 2nd, I'm just going to... Like, on November 2nd, like, November 2nd, two years ago, this is what happened. I went... You ever do an AMA on Reddit? Yes. So, I, I, I didn't even know what Reddit was. And everyone's like, it's the front page of the internet. It's the front... I go, okay, so what does that mean? And they're like, you upvote. And I, and I learned what Reddit was. So, I said, I'm going to do an AMA. I'm like, hey, everyone. I'm David Cho. I'm an artist. I used to be a thief. I'm a gambler. I won all this Facebook money. Da, 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 da. Ask me anything. I answered everyone's questions for 24 hours straight Whoa. with live video response with a <clears throat> cast of 200 of my friends and actors and midgets and porn stars and chefs and e- everyone I knew. And everyone was like, what just happened? It would be a kid like, hey, Dave, what's your favorite f- place to eat? I don't know. Let me ask Anthony Bourdain. And he'd be like, what the fuck? I, and I, I, it, So they knew that it was live. I go, right. I, I don't know. Uh, dick face 372 like and they're like <laughs> oh my god he's talking to me you know so the next day like people started going fuck did you see this motherfucker blew up the internet yesterday everything got taken down everything on youtube everything on vimeo everything on LiveWire, everything on red tube like we we put shit everywhere like we infected the whole internet for like 24 hours it got taken down why um i i don't know it was just like tits ass but like i don't know like but a red red tube is like a porn site yeah right? so we put up the more racier shit there i don't i don't know i don't know if it's haters over there but it's like and then they th- for like two years they made my name like unsearchable on vimeo like if you typed in my name like any like art video or anything i've done so i was like i started getting paranoid and whatever so then that's why i love like vidme whatever like i sound like i'm doing a huge commercial for them but like i love them because you could do whatever i want so this year I'm going to do a fucking live podcast at midnight starting November 2nd for three hours. Then I'm going to go on uh, Reddit and I'm going to answer everyone's questions, same style with like hundreds of my friends, actors, fucking famous people, porn stars, everything for 14 hours straight. Then I'm going to fucking have a live event where my band plays and we're going to fucking have a huge party. And then at midnight, I'm going to fucking, uh, or close to midnight, like at nine, I'll do another uh, three-hour live podcast, and then I'm going to give this fucking money to somebody. So 24 hours straight, no sleeping. I'm going to need Red Bull or some shit that wow. day. Um, you it's should come by. Yeah, what day is it going to be? November 2nd. I'm going to be, uh, we'll talk. I'll yeah, okay. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I might be able to do that. Yeah, c- c- come by for like an hour or something. That sounds crazy. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. It sounds like chaos. Yeah, I'm like I'll, I'll like, I'll answer anyone's question. You know, like on the... The Reddit thing, they ask like crazy questions and then like if you ignore them, they just upvote it. So it's like 
the the number one question or something. Right, right, right. I don't know. It, it's <laughs> but once again, don't have to do it. Like the pain, like the torture. But you you enjoy all the chaos. You definitely I, enjoy. I, chaos. I live in it. I live. You in love it. it. Yeah. That's. I think that's why you live in a tiny little place. You didn't move to some suburban neighborhood in Beverly Hills and set up shop and some nice, you know, have a, a manicured lawn. You live like a crazy person. It's manufactured misery. You know the whole. But it's not miserable. You're not miserable. It's miserable. In what way? It's it smells so bad in there. <laughs> there's there's cockroaches, ants. But why? Why do that then? Because. You know, you and me could talk about like, oh, you should eat kale and this and that. But it's like, I know at the end of the day what I'm really going to do. And so if I sit here and go, hey, Dave, forget all this fucking bullshit you've talked up until now. Your podcast, TV bullshit. You're an artist. Okay. So let's talk real talk about you being an artist. Right. How much have you actually painted in the last 10 years? Not that much. Okay. Let's look at your entire life. When have you painted the most? When I was in jail in Japan, when I was in a cold miserable place in china with no internet no cell service so the 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 combining factors of all these places is that it was always cold no internet and no cell service and no one else around so isolation cold and miserable and just that's what it takes now because i i am a easily distracted addictive person so i can't and i do have a lot of options for pussy that i never had before <laughs> i i do have all these things and it's why Dude, I, Joe's cross hatching of a werewolf with like that takes a long time, and I and I have it in my head. Oh, oh man, I want to paint this thing. There's going to be a million little people, and I get this crazy tripped out idea. It's going to take me like a week to draw that the way I want to draw it. And then there's a Playboy model that wants to suck my left ball, <laughs> and a penthouse model that wants to suck my right ball. And I'm like, hmm, tough decision. It's like, wait, that's what you know. Drawing my whole life was the only thing that brought me attention. And now I have everyone's attention, so let me fuck the whole world. But isn't it <laughs> like it's like you know? So, but isn't it? It's you were talking earlier about your favorite thing is to create. I like do, when you, but but, I, but there's a is a self destructive no. thing that distracts you and makes okay, you just want to chase Let me backtrack. Pussy? Let me backtrack. My favorite thing is creating and pussy. So, <laughs> and, and let me and let me just ask you this, Joe, because because you're in it, you're a comedian, like. Like the whole white, white, like, is the great art always come from misery? It's like Jim Carrey, Eddie Murphy. Like, do you have to be miserable? No, you don't. I believe you can make really good art if you're well adjusted and you're happy and whatever. But I'm talking about the great shit that transcends time and whatever. Those people are suicidal, miserable fucks. And and speaking just for me, because I know my best stuff always came from rejection, hatred getting dumped, living in miserable conditions. There's nothing about living in a 20 story, like or 20 bedroom fucking mansion in Beverly Hills with pools and Playboy models hanging around. That makes me want to create. Yeah, but you're creating that makes me while you're getting your balls sucked by Playboy playmates. It's, and not, it's still the most amazing paradise ever. It's not you're staying in suites <laughs> in Vegas and banging ten thousand dollar hookers. You're talking <laughs> girls into fucking you that never would. Sex workers, sex, sex workers. workers. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't say whore at least. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm not trying to change your opinion. Right. But what I'm trying to say is. You you love a lot of different things, but you definitely have a self-destructive streak. But I don't... 
when I was a kid and I was doing stand up, right. when I first started doing stand up, one of the things that I thought is, man, I don't ever want to get enlightened. Right. Because if I get enlightened, it's going to fuck up my comedy. Oh, right. Because my comedy was always, my favorite comedy was always like Sam Kinison and right. Richard Pryor, troubled people, right. dirty people. And I was always thinking, like, man, you can never, like, achieve a certain amount of enlightenment because then you'll never be able to do, like, the great comedy. But well, I don't, I think that's a trap. Well, check this out. Like, I'm at my, I'm at my warehouse where in the wintertime it's freezing and I'll be painting. And I, and I remember thinking, like, wow, it's two in the morning. I'm miserable. Oh, wow. I have a heated fireplace. A woman just playing with her vagina waiting for me to go in there in a beautiful house in Beverly Hills. Oh, I'm going to call it quits for tonight. Now I'm there again, still painting. And I'm like, wow, it's two in the morning. I'm miserable. And guess what? My house in Koreatown, still miserable. I'm just going to keep painting, you know? So that to know that that comfort, like I say it all the time, comfort is the killer of creativity. Mm -hmm. Like to know that that's there. Like it's not that I can't paint something good. Like something good is still being painted, but right. it's not going to have the level of intensity of like it. it you of know. you being completely miserable. Yeah, and also said exactly the same thing you said right now. She's like, people try to make me feel bad for being a porn star. She's like, I love fucking, I love sex. And then I've offered her, I was like, you know, because we have dark spots in our past. Like, I think, like, there's a huge age gap where I don't remember where I'm like, is that why I'm so fucked up? Did I get raped or molested or whatever? And she has the same thing. So I, I, I go do lots of uh rich white people kind of enlightening you know wellness camps and shit like that where i'm always the only asian guy and the youngest guy there and i said to her i was like hey if you ever want to do that stuff i'll offer, you know i'll pay for your therapy and this and that and she's like i don't want to go and then learn something and become enlightened and then find out that i actually hate myself and hate porn so she's enjoying her life she's right enjoying now. her life right now well people are very adaptive man right we're very malleable and we change to our environments and you can you can become comfortable and happy in a lot of different weird circumstances and if you find a good state a lot of times people are like this is right. i'm good i don't need no enlightenment i don't right. need i don't need no consciousness expanding i'm good right here well i'll tell you right now like i'm this this a lot of people is like really disappointed my friends and people close to me like they're like oh so sad and they're i only fuck hookers now like i don't like i've given up like i don't even want to say given up because i am adaptive and this could what i'm telling you right now could change tomorrow mm -hmm. but as of right now i am working on animation tv shows my podcast painting working on my next book it's like there's no time in there for a real relationship for kids I can afford, like when you say, why don't you just buy the best trainer, the best nutritionist? I go, guess what? I'm paying for the best pussy. And like, ah, oh, well, you got to pay for it. I go, yeah, I'm rich. Yeah, but they don't love you. I go, you could have fooled me. The way these women suck my dick, <laughs> like the woman, who, the woman who sucks my dick, like that's in love with me, that wants to have my children. Like you, when you give a woman fucking $2,000 and she needs it and she knows if she sucks it really good that there's 2000 bucks coming the next week. She's sucking it like she's in love with you. Like it's like that dick is like her lifeline and it feels pretty good. And guess what? And you've heard this before. You're not paying them for that. You're paying them to leave. So I get my dick sucked amazingly like the chick is in her honeymoon phase. Like the, like the fucking veins on my dick are like a lifeline UV into her system. Then she leaves and I spend all night writing, drawing, creating. There's no like... You were up all night. You didn't call. You didn't check in. Right, you didn't take right, me out. Right. And, I, and I'm like, I am fucking creating so much right now, still fulfilling my my sexual needs. Sexual needs. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, I cap it off with another blowjob from a different chick. It's like, I'm I'm sorry if that upsets you. If you're like, oh well, 
and it's the women. They get upset. They go. But I, I don't see anything wrong with what you're doing. This is why. First of all, I don't it's either. Absolutely voluntary. Everybody's voluntary. No, no one's doing anything against their will. Right. They want the money. You right. want to get your dick sucked. It's an awesome exchange. Every, yeah. You know, I have a real problem with prostitution being illegal. And this right. is coming from a guy who has daughters. Right. I and mean, I don't want my daughters to be prostitutes, right. but I don't also don't want them working at fucking Denny's. I don't, I don't want them working as uh, garbage people. Well, like I said, the women I'm fucking aren't like, I mean, they're... <laughs> Sex workers. They're not like hookers i find on the street or like i go online they're just people i know that i've offered them money oh so that so you've the, like created hookers. i created them wow I so they only them. work for you well who knows sort of maybe maybe maybe, who knows? maybe i lit something up inside them. that's a there. great gig though yeah if you i mean look uh, there's a friend um that like I, i'm paying you money to g get a, go like get away from me yeah i i really like you you know, it's not just like, where's the money and looking at the clock. It's like, I like you. We had a good time. Use this money. Go to real estate school or wh like whatever right. you're going to do. But I need my time now. That's what I'm paying for. Right. As a rich guy, I value my time. And that's why when you said earlier, what's the most you ever paid? It's like when I do fall in love and catch feelings, the worst STD you can catch. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. Um, I just wasted three months with a bitch that just fucked with my shit and like is like trying to like play games with me uh, and fuck me over. And it's that like. That can happen, right? Yeah. It can happen. It can really happen. And it can really fuck you up if you, you get involved with someone who's manipulative, who wants to control the, you. And, and, and I live and, in LA, dude. I live in LA, you know? Yeah. And you've got money. So you're a target. I, look, Joe, I, I feel you're like. A catch. I, I feel like I'm a soldier and I'm like in a war and I'm like. Chris Rock has this joke, right? He's like, you don't want to be the first anything. You don't want to be the first black president. You don't want to be the first black baseball player. He's like, I'm butchering his joke right now, but he's like, do you want to be Jackie Robinson? Nigger, nigger, this. Or you want to be Daryl Strawberry? Coke, blonde whores. Like, right, you know, right, it's right. like, so like when I'm sitting here going, hmm, who is the only Asian guy that fucked the white chick on TV? It's like one guy, Steven Yoon. And it's like, we're like sort of the first everything, you know? So it's a little bit stressful. I'd rather be... <laughs> I'd rather, like, I'd rather be, like, <laughs> 10 other weird, wacky Asian guys, and then, like, you know, and Jackie Chan doesn't count. I'd rather be, like, number 10 or 20 down the list, you know? Like, I don't want to be the guy in the forefront, but guess what? I'm not complaining. I, well, I am complaining, but I'm here. I'm going to do my job, it's, and, and I, I'm going to do it as best I can, you know? It's if like, I had an armchair psychoanalyze you, <laughs> I would say that you spend a lot of time conflicting with other people's expectations and very opinions conflicted. of you. Very conflicted. But why? Because you seem so free when you do your own thing. But now this is the question. Right. Is part of what makes you enjoy your life the fact that you reject these other people's expectations and their their definitions of you and you get to live free on your own and you're proving that you're successful you're creating great art you're having fun your podcast is well received right. you're, you're getting all this attention you're you're david motherfucking cho right on top of the fact that all these people want you your dad's calling you you're embarrassing our country <laughs> you're fucking everything up girls are mad at you right. you're only fucking hookers you're a piece of shit right and meanwhile you're creating all this great art and you're living in chaos and squalor when I'm, you've got I'm, I'm george costanza i'm the guy you're not that I'm guy the, i'm no, the guy no, no. that you're takes david fucking cho <laughs> um i this is you're gonna laugh so recently I, I i was having sex with this girl that has a lot of lines on her hands like lines like not wrinkles but a lot of these oh, okay. lines so i said hey that like like a lot like hundreds like of unusual yeah, unusual so i said huh. hey you've ever been to a palm reader so she said no so i said let's go to a palm reader so we went to the palm reader and I was like, fuck, I'll get my palm red too. And she she goes, what are you? I go, I'm left-handed. She goes, let me see your right hand first. 
And so I flip my hand over and she goes, wow, very enlightened internally inside, like not much bothers you, very evolved. Like, and I go, okay. And she goes, flip over your left hand. She goes, whoa, externally, you fucking complain about everything and you whine and you bitch and your mouth is very blunt and you get in a lot, a lot of trouble. And it's like, I didn't grow up around Koreans. I grew up around Jews. So that whole like Larry David humor, like the whole Woody Allen shit, that's what I grew up around. So yeah, I can shit, sit here and like fucking complain about everything. But at the end of the day, you're right. And it doesn't, it doesn't fucking bother me. I am very free. I can just in one second say, fuck this podcast and just quit it. Like but what, I, what I'm saying is I think part of what makes you happy is this battle. Definitely. Well, that's just being Korean. I mean, there's nothing I could do about that. Really? Yeah. Being Korean makes you want to fight against things? I, I talked to Bourdain about this on the show. It's like they, they, they probably have it in every culture, their own version of it. But in Korean, it's called Han. And it's like it's like genetic. It's like you're just like I have a friend who has adopted a Korean son and he has his own kid. And he goes, my normal kid is just, you know, because he's rich. He's like, he, th- all my kids have everything they could ever want. But this Korean one. He just wakes up with a scowl on his face every morning. <laughs> I go, yeah, welcome to fucking Korea, dude. Like, it's like you're just bo- like David Chang. He's, Epigenetics. He's, he's one of my best friends. He's like a my twin brother, and he he does like with cooking what I do with art. Like, just fucking goes at it, and he's very successful. He's like on the cover of Time and all these magazines, and the best chef in the world and all this shit. And when I hang out with him. I mean, he makes me look like he's, it's just piss and vinegar, like fucking, I go, why are you so angry? I sound like you talking to me right now. (laughs) And he's like, come on, Dave. It's like all the kimchi in our blood or whatever. But it's, Korea's a small island or it's not island. It's a small country that's been invaded by Japanese and fucking Chinese and everyone's always trying to take over Korea. So it's like almost like a evolution, like built in hate system of just being born like, right. Taekwondo hard workers man yeah hard workers it's like it's it's like i don't know there's a lot of similarities between jews and koreans i think in on that end you know i I grew up with a lot of koreans yeah so you know what i'm talking about environment you know what i'm talking about right now i mean i was i was around koreans constantly they're loud you know the other thing about them is i've never met more people like as a group that are more dedicated to hard work and like if you don't work hard if you're not miserable from working hard all the time right you feel like a piece of shit right like i had a friend he was on the national my friend junk sick junk sick chang yeah he was uh he was a national taekwondo champion right. and at the same time he was going through his fucking residency yeah. medical residency right. so this guy was always tired right. this is how i would see him like this always tired and then right. he would just fucking work out really Go hard for it. and then be exhausted right he would be at school and he was training so right. he would like be studying all day right. and then he would run upstairs he run up the flights of stairs at the university right he was constantly tired constantly miserable but he felt like if he didn't live like that right and i haven't be happy that's in me that's in my blood and, and and so let me take it straight down to comedy and let, let me get racist for a second i mean people ask i'm sure they ask you who's your favorite comedian i'm like okay forget specifics who's your favorite comedian blacks jews and koreans what What? koreans what koreans well it's like bobby lee like okay so if i take it just to asians there's not like chinese comedian i mean there are right but there's no japanese big it's like all the big funny comedians that are successful in america are bobby lee dr ken jong like Mm -hmm. they're all they're all korean You know, but I think it's like this persecution. 
Yeah. The, why why aren't there Japanese big comedians? I mean, I, if, I can't think of one right now. Or why aren't there huge Chinese? And why are why are there so many Jewish comedians? This well, they've just been here long. Persecution. This torment. Part of the culture. This. Why is Howard Stern miserable? Why is Jerry Seinfeld miserable? Why is Larry David miserable? They're so rich. Right. You have nothing to complain about. You're a billionaire. You have why. And that's like sort of like what you're asking me right now. I don't know why I'm so angry. It's just there. But it's like, it's just like, I don't know how to define, like, I don't know why Jews are so funny. I don't know why Koreans are so funny. I don't know why blacks are so funny. But what do they have in common? Persecution. Persecution. Mm. Misery. And don't you think, though, that like as Japanese and Chinese, like as generations go on, they become more assimilated, especially because of the Internet. You're right. going to see more and more Chinese comedians, more Japanese comedians, things along those lines. Don't you think like as they become more entrenched in the art form? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Dude, you could be a comic, and I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> you, you laugh I, about I love, that. No, but I, I love I, it. I called you after I, I saw that video. I'm like, dude, that shit is really funny. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Like, that was... you, that's your first time on stage. You, you, were those notes that you had on a table? Like I, the shit I, you I, wanted to talk I, about? I, 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 my whole thing is always, you know, for me, that's horrifying because, you know, in the same way, comedy is solitary. You're not up there with anyone unless you're like Smothers Brothers and you're a comedy duo or something. But it's like... I didn't want to have an act. I want right. like like when I come here, like it's like I was like I just wanted to make everyone sure that I'm actually giving this away this money. And that's all I'm like, and then everything else I'm like, we'll just riff, you know. Right, right. It's like you can just you know I had so I was like I want to go up there with no act, and then like I started like writing stuff down, but it's whenever I write stuff, it just ends up being like dicks. Yeah, he's I mean, got, it, he's been drawing the whole time we've been on this podcast. I'm cross hatching the there's, balls. There's a dick <laughs> with cum squirting out of it. This is the whole time he's been on this podcast. He's been drawing. So if I'm gonna you, auction that piece off, ladies and gentlemen. If for you guys, charity. if you see the uh, the close up of me doing the comedy special, and it looks like I wrote some flashcards, they're all mm -hmm. just drawings of dicks, like on the <laughs> side, like it's just. So that's yeah. all that that was. Yeah, and, and so I'm like. I'm gonna like when I see the black guys um on on the corner like hit on every single girl they're like hey what's up and and I'm like dude does that really work and they're like no but the one time it works out of a hundred it's worth it you know right so when 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 I was you know thinking about doing stand up or whatever I'm like okay so if I get if I bomb like the worst like boo you suck and they throw oranges or I don't know what they throw tomatoes or tomatoes do they really do that I don't know I heard <laughs> um it's like. It, okay so what like a i already like pain like that you know it's like win-win for me if, if i'm humiliated i'm like oh i tried it i sucked so i just was like fuck it i'm gonna go for it and i i, I was like i don't want to act i know i'm talking to college students so i'll try to like stay on college topics and how dumb it is but um yeah who, who did that with you what do you mean it was just you it was just you yeah it was just me and who organized that show um so i get asked to colleges to talk about like art and whatever right and, and i and i never do it i used to do it a long time ago and then it's like you know someone's like dave it's very like almost like motivational tony robbins kind of speaking kind of shit and i was like like some tom vu shit be like me you make the money and i was like <laughs> um you know because i know how to make money right like if, if you right. stripped away everything took all my money i could go out and figure out how to make money again like it's it's not like i'm very confident with that so i i you know, when they approached me, they were like, hey, we would like to speak, you know, you'd like to speak at UCLA. It's very prestigious. Bill Clinton, <laughs> Dave Chappelle, Michael Moore, all these people did it. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do? And they're like, talk about whatever you want. I go, well, then I'm going to try stand up. And they're like, oh, we didn't know you were a comedian. I go, I'm not. And they go, uh, this is awkward. And I go, well, 
I, what do you mean? Like, you're going to tell jokes and stuff? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> and they're like, um, yeah, all right, cool. So, And you wore a nice red suit? <laughs> yeah. And since I did that, I did it five more times. And it's like, it's so fun. I can't. Did you do it in Hawaii with Bobby Lee? I did it in Hawaii. He, he That fucking asshole. So he, he's like, before before the show, he's like, David, I get it. You're like a weird Warhol, like artsy fucking faggy dude. I get it. But. You don't speak the language of comedy. You don't speak the like. I need a real. I need a real opener, Dave. Not, <laughs> not, not you and my fucking brother touching each other's. Bobby Lee He's like, I, I need a. Op- you don't. I need the audience to get ready for when I get on stage. Like, I don't want you up there doing some weird artsy, fucking fake rape shit or whatever. Like, I need a real comedian. And I go, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. You're such a piece of shit. And um. And he goes, oh, and he, you know, it was last minute. He couldn't find anyone. And I said, hey, hey, fuckface, guess what? I've seen your stand up 10 times. I have your act memorized. I'm going to do your exact act before you got to go. What the fuck are you going to do about it? And his face changes. He goes, because I thought he thought that's me being delusional. I thought he thought it would be funny. He's like, don't do that, Dave. I go, he goes, that's like me going to your, like if I had an art show or if you had an art show and I had like the counterfeit of that right next door i'm like cool then i would just paint something else like you as a real comedian if i just sabotage your whole act should be able to go up there and talk about weird hawaiian shit or like anything you know because he's funny enough and I, I that's me being a weird guy like trying to push him and he's like please don't do that and i'm like i'm not gonna do that you asshole <laughs> so i go up and he's just like can you do it can you do 10 minutes i'm like dude I did two hours at UCLA without <laughs> fucking any notes or anything. Like just, and they had to kick me off the stage. I could have gone four hours. <laughs> and I hear those like Chappelle and those guys do like the fourteen hour. Like, those are never good. Yeah, yeah. So I go up there and I and it's me and I did a, like a Smothers Brothers comedy routine with his brother. Like we just riffed off each other on all the weird shit that happened just on the flight to Hawaii. And so we're just killing. And he's on the side of the stage and he's like. It was like a movie. He's like, get him off the stage. They're fucking killing. I don't want to follow that. And I was like, yes. He didn't want to follow He didn't want to follow us. If you're listening right now, Bobby, fuck you, motherfucker. Whoa. Fucking killed your ass, you little bitch. Bobby. Um, Bobby, Bobby, No, Bobby, Bobby, but Bobby Bobby. killed after us. He's the fucking, I love him. He's he's just fucking, that's what I'm talking about. He's a real deal. He goes for it, you know? Yeah, Bobby Lee's a real deal. Yeah. He's really crazy. The first time I met Bobby, I met Bobby, fuck, it was like the 90s. And uh, Bobby was in San Diego. He wasn't on Mad TV. He wasn't doing anything back then. He was just doing stand-up at the comedy store in La Jolla. Yeah. This is probably like, shit, 95 or something? Right. 96, maybe? I don't know. Long time ago. Right. And it was with a bunch of comics. We went to a strip club. And there was these Mexican gangbangers at the strip club. One of them had long hair and tattoos on his face. This is in the 90s. He had tattooed tears on his face. Right. And he had eyes. Like, he had these eyes. He looked in them. You knew this motherfucker had seen some shit. Right. I don't know if he'd kill people. Right. I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, I'm just guessing. But if I had to guess, fuck yeah, he's killed people. Right. And Bobby somehow or another insulted him by talking to his girl like there was a girl that like maybe it was his girlfriend right who was a dancer there and bobby talked to the girl yeah and the guy stood up and bobby was like fuck these bitches they don't know shit right you know like and and i and i was like you're gonna get me killed right i go you either we're leaving right now you coming with me or i'm fucking leaving you here right and me and i think it was jimmy schubert was with me we ran outside <laughs> and jumped in my car at a toyota supra right. we jumped in my fucking car and bobby like barely made it in time to get into the back seat and we wow. fucking took off i love like, that shit i'm like we're gonna get shot right like i know the look of people that will shoot you right and that guy will fucking shoot you right i'm pretty sure 
but he in a similar way he has that this weird Korean energy and like uh, like a real artist like a real self like he's self destructive super self destructive. He yeah. told some stories on a podcast about going down to Mexico right. in, the, in the middle of like filming Mad TV. Right. He would leave the set, go down to Mexico, do drugs. He right. was carrying a fucking kitchen knife. Right. Get hookers. Yeah. Come back, gacked out of his fucking mind, holding right. on to the knife, just completely wired to the gills, like at Mad TV love with a giant <laughs> knife on him. He's just so fucking crazy. Yeah. But yeah, the same kind of like the the rebellion against this ultra suppressive childhood yeah for sure but that's you david show <laughs> don't ever get rid of that suck my fart song all right no. we got to get out of here this 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 contest dvdasa.com joe thank that's you where I'll, thank you man thank you thank man. you always a good time my brother yeah. i'm glad we got to talk about this yeah in a way uh, and talk about your the controversy in a way where people i think They'll understand you now right. better. Well, look, I I like going on Stern. I like going on your show. I like I like talk like it's sort of hard to talk to people that don't like they're like shut the fuck up, right? You know, and it's like I know you I know you would understand, you know, and like thank you for calling me and that meant a lot to me and yeah I appreciate it. DVDASA.com. It's back. It's back. This is about seventy episodes. To Bro- get broadcasting from an insane asylum. <laughs> This book that no one wanted to put out that's pretty much almost sold out. There's, If you want to get it, it's at davidshow.com. And this money, I'm giving it... The contest ends on Halloween, but I'm going to give it away on uh, on November 2nd during our whole fuck fest during that thing. And uh, yeah. Listen, fuck. man, I hope you kick diabetes. I hope you get healthy. <laughs> but don't change. Don't change. <laughs> I'm not going to change. Fuck the haters. Fuck the haters. David Cho, ladies and gentlemen. Literally. Good night, everybody. Big Thanks. kiss. Mwah. Thank you.